Live from the studio in downtown <clears throat> Uptown Charlotte. QC Confessional. QC Confessional. Uptown, Uptown South Bend, Plaza Midwood, Noda, Dilworth, Elizabeth, Myers Park, Valentine, South Park, Lake Noik Norman. QC Confessional. May contain adult-oriented content. Listener discretion is advised. And we are live from the Radio Charlotte studio in Uptown Charlotte. It's the QC Confessional Podcast with Jenna Gribble. Hello. And Brandon Henson kicking it in. <laughs> <laughs> kicking it in what? <laughs> that sounds like some Beastie Boys, like kicking it in live. Kick it. <laughs> and me, my name is Ren. Tonight on the QC Confessional Podcast, we're going to be talking about the Carolina Panthers. 25 seasons, can you believe it? 25 years has flown by. We'll be talking about the Hall of Honor game that's going on this weekend here in Charlotte. Uh, against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Taking some of your phone calls about some of your favorite Panthers memories. And if you're a big Panthers fan and you know Panthers history, we have a special guest in the studio. Tell you who that is in just a couple of minutes. You're going to want to stick around for this. This dude is awesome, man. He's a lot of fun. Great guy, too. All that and more on tonight's episode of QC Confessional. Well stocked with plenty of Dixie vodka. <laughs> Glad you guys are here. Shit, I guess I'm here. <laughs> Do y'all see me or am I just like in my head? So how is everybody's week? Killer. Yeah, yeah busy. Yeah. Busy, busy. busy. Yeah, yeah. That's an understatement for you. You're always... There's going. always something going on. Oh, I always God. seem to be like in the heart of chaos. So uh, <laughs> It's been a crazy week here too. Just I, I Six in a row? Yeah. Seven mm-hmm. in a row? Seven yeah. shows in a row? Oh, wow. You pull in like 13-hour days, 14, 15? Girl, that's a short day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do like 18, 19-hour days. Yikes. Because when I get off of shows, like I co- when I go home, I get home at like 12, 1, something like that. I'll work again for a little, for a couple more hours just to just to wind down. Mm-hmm. You're, you're in your notebooks, mm-hmm. aren't you? I, I, this is this is a podcast notebook. <laughs> Out of, this is one of 10. So. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I, I can't, uh, I have to wind down some, so I'll go home, I'll work yeah. a little bit. And then on my off nights, I get home at like you know six seven chill with the kids and then i work again from like 10 9 or 10 till usually midnight or one because i can't go to sleep i know i'm the same way i wake up exhausted but i never can go to bed early i can't do it man yeah Uh, i actually had a whole weekend off this weekend nice what'd you do uh went to wilson creek took the kids up there on saturday it's like my fly fishing spot but we didn't do any of that we just it was hot so yeah they played in the river for a little bit and play on the rocks and um, Wilson Creek is fun. I used to go camping up there all the time in like so high good. school and four wheeling. It's so fun, man. Yeah, I go f- there tomorrow. Tomorrow's stocking day. Like uh, Christmas? No, no. Like trout, oh. tri- <laughs> trout stocking. Were you serious? You can't be serious. I was like, God, it's not even Halloween. You can't, you can't possibly be serious. That was awesome. <laughs> and blooper reel. So, <laughs> I always end up on the damn blooper reel. No, it's when they stocking. I told they, you I want you to take me t- uh, fly fishing. I'll I don't know. Anything about fishing? I'll take you. I'll take you. Stocking. What does that mean? So they stock the river. So it's a, it's a delayed harvest section, right? So on, on one certain section of the river, they'll uh, they'll stock it. I think this tomorrow they're putting they'll drop like nineteen thousand fish in the Who? river. Who? Uh, the wildlife national the North Carolina wildlife. From where? Uh, there's a hatcheries. There's hatcheries all up there. You oh. pass them all the way up there. Damn. But it, but they stock it every year and. Um, um, it's going to be kind of too warm of a day because you know trout like cold, cold, cold water. No, I didn't so, know that. Um, <laughs> yes, like freezing cold water. Like I go fishing when it's snowing. That's one of the best yeah. days. Yeah, but um, uh, that's uh, I'll be up there tomorrow. At, ooh, I'll be in the water about six a.m. Ready to go. Ready. I want to go. I'm yeah. serious. I have to get Merry you some. Have to get trout. you the bibs yeah. and get in. Yeah, you got to get, get, get the whole deal. Yeah, I'll go. <laughs> I'll go. Like, yeah, I love it, man. I started at like. 
it was really just because uh, it wasn't really about fly fishing. Mm-hmm. It was, I'm around so much noise and like mm-hmm. loudness all the time. Sure. And I love the sound of like running water. So I've got fountains on the front side of my house and the back side of my house. Used to have them in my house. That doesn't work so well with the kids. <laughs> but um, uh, it's the only thing that kind of clears my head from all the noise and mm-hmm. concerts and loudness and the constant ringing I have in my right ear. Right. Yeah. But, um, but I started out, it was started just to be a place where I could go and have like no cell service. No one could reach me. No one could find me. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's, a little, it's a little a freaky. Yeah, that, it's a good but... place for that because it's like 12 miles in, on dirt roads yeah. in the middle of the woods. Like, there's nobody, nothing. And um, I kind of got hooked into the whole fly fishing thing by just by default. And I was like, well, you know, if, I, if I'm going to do this, I might as well, you know, learn a little bit about the fly fishing piece. And, and I like all other kinds of fishing, but there's an art to that shit. Yeah. Like, it's hard. I remember seeing when you first started posting on it, and I'm like, okay, I've known Brandon for 20 plus years. <laughs> Brandon is into bands and drums and loud stuff. And I'm like, what in the, when did he learn how to do this but you taught yourself how. I haven't, yeah I went yeah. to my brother-in-law took me uh, we went on a guided trip just a year ago but I've been doing this for about four years three years now yeah. and uh, I literally like got my first like combo reel package like the cheap beginner, beginner kit you know that has like a little book in it <laughs> and I watched a, I watched a couple of YouTube videos and literally got my backyard I was like I'm gonna like a fucking fool right here like the neighbors be like what's this guy doing yeah. and I'm out in the yard like casting, cast, learning how to yeah. cast it because it's like it's not like a regular casting rod yeah. and, and people want to do it like it's baseball yeah, and uh, or throwing a football <laughs> and it's just not like that. It's actually a, a weird way you have to throw your wrist and like then you've got to learn how to pull the, pull the, the line back. It's it's pretty cool, man. But There's once you get it, like you're like, oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, I've got this now. I'm going to take your word for it. But right. no, I, I really do want, I want to go with you. There. You know I love going up to the mountains. I mean, I was in the mountains on Sunday. Yeah. When I went up to Pisgah again. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, that's God, what this is. So, is. I go into Pisgah when I'm up there. Yeah, so. it's so beautiful up there, especially like this time of year. So, yeah. Um, yeah but how about the game on Sunday? Oh yeah, let me tell you something. I set up a back porch like a man cave. I saw your. You had like uh, football. You had uh, the NASCAR. You had the race on the I had race. On. I took the, I took one of the TVs outside, threw my fire stick in it, and uh, I had a Boston butt smoking on the grill all day. So I was like, you know what? I'm sitting right here on the porch. I'm going to watch football. What were you seasoning it in? Uh, uh some bowl bullshit. <laughs> some bullshit. <laughs> it's See, they call it all bullshit. Is it really? So that you could say like, "What did you put on that?" Oh, some old bullshit. Like, <laughs> but I bought it in. Uh, I bought it in some little store in like Truckee, uh, north of uh, Lake Tahoe. We just went. My wife and I were up there. And I went in. They had this whole rack full of all kinds of like wildly named seasons. You know, it's, it's really just like you know cayenne pork rub or whatever. But sure. it's the company. Uh, it's called. Um, Oh, I can't remember. I'd look at the picture and see what it was called. But the company that owns the brand is uh, is obviously a funny name itself. Mm-hmm. And then uh, every season they name something just odd like that. And the barbecue uh, pork butt seasoning is called bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> That's that is awesome. But it's really good. It's not even just a joke. It's actually good stuff. The game was amazing. It was. It was. Uh, you know, wasn't as. Um, it was a win. We'll take it. Was it was a win. Yeah, uh, we actually it looked pre- still looked pretty good. You yeah, know, there were some moments, but Kyle is really getting out there and getting comfortable and finding his place, and he, everybody's kind of molding really well around him. Yeah, he pulled that uh, yeah. Houdini move against JJ Watt. That was unreal. I was like, "What? Get out!" <laughs> Did you see the thing the Panthers put out on their uh, Instagram, uh, Facebook little Mm-mm. video on that? You got to see that. I'll have to check it out. It's it's really funny. And uh, the Hall of Honor ceremony is uh, this Sunday. Yep. This coming game, and we've actually got. A special guest here in the studio today i've been really looking forward to this show we've been trying to get you on here for a couple of weeks now <laughs> it's good to be here uh, jenna finally made it happen you want to go ahead and yeah introduce your so friend? uh we've got Talking mr about panthers legend yeah legendary mr rod smith yes, in the house. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> yeah, Rod and I, we've we've known each other for quite quite some time now, and uh, whenever I can uh, get Rod to come hang out, you know, it's it's always a good time. We mm-hmm. we always have. I think the last time we hung out, we were on a boat in the middle of Lake Norman That's with right. uh, Thomas Davis and Mike Tolbert, mm-hmm. and That's we right. were uh, we were going to have a dance off, and so uh, the <laughs> day before, Rod sends me a text, and uh, we were doing we were raising money for pediatric cancer yeah. for uh, Braylon Beam. Yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so Rod Rod sends me a text and I open it up and it's a picture of Rod standing in his bathroom with, with shears. He had shaved his head and he's like, it's the first time I've shaved my head since training camp. You remember that? Yeah, but, really. Yeah, so we're like, uh, I said, well, we're going to be out on this boat tomorrow and, and we're going to do a dance off and Rod goes, I can't dance. I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, yes, you can. Uh, AKA, I won't dance. <laughs> I'm right there with you, my friend. Won't well, can't. It's very too dark. Yeah. yeah, so we're excited to have you here, Rod. Right there with you. Uh, it's good to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. I feel old when you say that it's 25 year um, with the Panthers. I mean, I was I was here year one. Yeah. Um, no, you so. weren't just here year one. You are number one. You, you are, are the very one. first <laughs> Carolina Panther ever in the history of the franchise. Which is um, that is awesome. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, and at the time, you know, being the first of the of the guys that nobody wanted uh, was still pretty cool. Let's be honest. Um, having having a chance to um, to come to a new franchise was a very very unique experience. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people always ask, you know, what team do you appreciate playing for the most? I played for the Packers and for mm-hmm. the, was drafted with the Patriots mm-hmm. was part of Bill Parcells coming mm-hmm. in that team going from worst in the league drafting yeah. Bledsoe to, to being in the playoffs by the time I left and the next year they're they're in the Super Bowl right, right. so being on that arc was amazing but being part of, of a team and, and, and the real interesting part of it was on a football club you know the rookies come in and they're guys that have been there for 10 years they have families they have wives they have mm-hmm. mortgages they have homes they have second businesses I mean it's pretty intimidating when you're 21 and you're dealing with somebody like Sam Mills, you know what I mean. Right. So, um, but when but when the Panthers were first formed, all of the social hierarchy that is in place in most organizations, in terms of you're a rookie, like okay, you get you get the McDonald's every Friday at noon, and, and this rookie gets tied up, and this all the veterans get the front seats, all that kind of stuff that is that is entrenched socially in every ball club. Yeah. When you when you put in a bunch of players who have never played before. There's no hierarchy. There's yeah, nobody. There's no. There, there, there's nobody that has been a Panther for for ten years, fifteen years. Yeah. You know, six years. So everybody, regardless of pay scale, is kind of equal. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. really kind of a weird. So you get on the bus and it's like, where do I sit? Wherever you, wherever you want. <laughs> wherever you want. <laughs> wherever you, want. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, most teams. Like if you go to the Patriots right now, guess who's sitting in the seat in <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Right? You feel me? If you get if you get on the Patriots plane and you sit in the first seat, uh uh-uh, uh uh. Hey, <laughs> out of there you know what i mean so so with the panthers it was so cool and then we didn't even have a stadium so and it sounds like it would be a negative it was an incredible positive mm-hmm. so you got all these knuckleheads that have <laughs> never played together and you put them on a bus and they've got to drive down to clemson so you have to get to know your guy right. i mean like you're sitting with, with this knucklehead you're like where are you from seattle i'm from minnesota uh, okay where'd you play washington i played notre dame all right well well you i mean so you're you're getting to know all the guys and mm-hmm. then what Jerry did, which was super cool, is have on the bus ride back after the game, mm-hmm. you could have your wife, your girlfriend, your, your wife's girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> your sad girl. <laughs> and, and, and your kids, like, get on the bus. Your grandma could be on the bus yeah. and, and ride back from Clemson back to the stadium. Wow. So, like, you so could have, just like, had, like, extra buses? Or, or? They had extra buses. And, and mm-hmm. they'd have drinks on the bus. So, like, after the game, you got to know your, your teammates' wives and their kids mm-hmm. and their 
parents. So it was a, that never happens That's anywhere. Cool. So it was a That's really cool, cool thing. Wow. So the Panthers developed a chemistry mm-hmm. um, and a friendship with one another, very unique to any situation that, that I've ever been around mm-hmm. as far as football is concerned, because we had so many unique ways to get to know each other. That's why that team gelled so fast. Mm-hmm. And the next year, they were so good. People were like, oh, they're so good because of players. Yeah, we had good players, but it was the fact that to be a great football team, more than anything, it's 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 gonna sound crazy, but but liking the guy you're playing next to, right. <laughs> Com- communicating with them and talking, yeah, yeah. like putting yourself at risk, knowing that you're making X amount of dollars and putting your career at risk to try to help your your teammate next to you. It sounds crazy, but it's a little bit of a stretch. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like like okay, if I tell him, if I if I'm tell if I'm taking my time to tell my safety to look out for X, Y, and Z, mm-hmm. that's time I could be thinking about what Rod's got to cover. Mm-hmm. I got Sterling mm-hmm. Sharp. Or Michael Irving standing in front right, of me, like no I should doubt. focus on this guy. But instead, <laughs> I see the tight end cheating, and I go, "Hey, Brett Maxey, a Novacek is cheating. The tight end for Dallas, he's cheating. Hey, hey, it's a pass. He's leaning back. So I, I, I just spent three seconds helping him and not helping myself. Yeah. But if I if I love Maxey and I care about him, and I've met his wife, and I've met his his family, I've met yeah. his mom. I care about that dude. Yeah, I want yeah, him. Yeah. I want him. I want him to succeed. Yeah. So I'll, I'll make that call, even though I may be late. And I got, I got, I got Michael Irvin in front of me. That's a problem. I got a problem. But like, just that extra time to like help him out mm-hmm. makes makes him makes us better. Yeah. And, and when you don't love your teammates, quite frankly, you don't make that call. Right. Yeah. You're like, yeah, okay, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. listen. I got Irvin for. I got, I got Michael Irving or Jerry Rice or somebody in front of me. Like, mm-hmm. hey, I'm Rod Smith. That's Jerry Rice. Right. Who, who's winning that one? Right. <laughs> and I, listen, so, so I'm trying to beat him. Who forget did, about, forget about did you. win, Ross? Who did? <laughs> Jerry Rice. <laughs> Not every time, though. No. Not, every, Not time. every time. Not every time. <laughs> well, you guys did pretty well that season. I mean, you ended up 7-9 and nine on the year. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the best that any expansion team has ever done. It shows that you guys were able to come together really quickly, really tight to, to be able to do that. Yeah, and, and I like to think that it was a unique group of guys. But to be honest, like, I think it was a unique situation, you know, mm-hmm. and, and yeah, we had some great leadership, you know, guys like, you know, like Sam Mills by mm-hmm. himself, like it was, it was the, was the point of that spear. Yeah. And, um, you know, and then Kim Green comes in and Lamar was a great player. Mm-hmm. And we just had a bunch of just absolutely just badasses on defense and yeah. Frank Garcia and, and those guys on the offensive line, just really, really tough and rugged and nasty football players and guys that studied the game and where we missed it in talent, we made up for it in toughness. Right. I mean, yeah. you know, the offensive line were nasty. They weren't super talented, super athletic, but they would punch you in the face. And, yeah. and, and, oh, they, were nasty. they were nasty, man. I Kevin and, Green. He was a beast. Oh, man. he was a monster, oh, man. man. I got a funny Kevin Green story. <laughs> okay, okay, so we're playing the playoffs this, the, against Green Bay mm-hmm. in the actually championship game. Um, I'm from Minnesota, right? So I, I understand cold weather. Mm-hmm. So it was it was like minus 20 to 1 degrees below zero with like, seven, like, seven, like 27 mile an hour wind. So it was like Good minus grief. 37, wind chill. Oh, okay, so, uh-uh. so I go off, do my little thing warm up and come back and you know and Kevin Green stand there with uh, putting his pads on with no shirt on just just like it was like Carolina Panthers September and I was like I said Kevin hey man Hey, listen, player, where are you from, man? He's like, ah, I'm from LA. I go, listen, I'm from Minnesota. Let me tell you something. Oh. Here, here's, here, here's, here's what you're going to want to do. You're going to want to put on a face mask, some gloves on, and, and a long sleeve thermal. Right. He goes, no, nah, no, nah, I'm good, man. I've been playing for years. I'm in my 13 year. I got this, man. I, I'm like, listen, you don't got this. This, this, this. this, my friend, is a different kind of cold. This isn't right. this isn't cold. This is life-threatening. He goes, no, nah, I'm good, Spinny. I'm good. All right, that's cool, player. So we go out. We do the uh, pregame warm-ups. Uh-huh. We come back in the locker room. You know, I'm getting dressed. Again, you know, I, I got Brett Favre across. I got enough to worry about. <laughs> then, then I'm like, looked around. I'm like, where's Kevin? 
I can't find, where's Kevin? Kevin Green. I go over look in the shower. Kevin Green is in the shower in a, in a fetal position with, 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 like, with, like, with, like, with like three things of hot water from three oh, different shower God. heads on him trying to get his body temperature back up. His arms are red like a stop sign. I mean, like, you can see like where the shoulder pad ended and where like the wind was hitting his skin. It was bright when I was like, he was like that. I, sh- I, sh- I should have worn a thermal, man. <laughs> Hell yeah, you should. It's 37 degrees below zero, player. I can't even imagine that cold. I can't even imagine that cold. It's crazy. But once you get get going, and it sounds crazy, but once you get going, Mm -hmm. and and for me, it's it's always a quarterback in the wide receiver. So he's he's thrilling sharp running around (laughs) in Brett Favre. I've got enough to worry. That, that takes over. Right. You, you think it wouldn't, but it does. Uh-huh. When, when, when Sterling Sharp breaks the huddle yeah. and Brett Favre's eyeballing you, going, and I look at his fingers, you're looking at he's like, he's like, ooh, he's like, ooh, fresh corner, right? Uh-huh. Hey, Smee's in the game. Uh, let's get him. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> let's get this dude. Mm-hmm. Oh it's, it's, it starts getting warm. It's, wherever, wherever you're, I'm like, I'm warm as hell. <laughs> 37 below zero, it's, it's about 80 where I'm standing right now. <laughs> That's crazy, man. I'm glad we don't get that cold here. No, no. I've been in like no, no, no. I've been in negative eight, I think, and that's mm-hmm. about that's about it. And that's yeah. cold. That was cold, like yeah. cold, cold. I was like, oh yeah. Jesus, dude! Like, how does anybody live with like anything less? I, yeah, than this? like yeah, that's you wild. step outside within minutes. I mean, you're just it was you like in Stockholm, Sweden hit. was yes. Oh my god. Yeah, it sucks. Listen, any football player. Are you oh, so no, numb that it, like, you don't feel it, or is it like like it hurts worse? It hurts worse. It sucks. And, and somebody will tell you, some player will tell you, oh, it's not so bad. You know, you tell. No, you don't. It sucks. I mean, you're, I mean, being cold is bad enough. Being cold and on the ground is worse. Being cold on the ground with a 300-pound sweaty dude on your back is like just not a good look. It's just not. It's not. You know what I mean? You, you're just trying to make a tackle. You miss, and then some fat guy falls on you. You're like, Jesus Are you kidding me? So now I'm cold. I'm on the ground. It's wet. And I mean, it's just it's just all bad, you know? Yeah. You know oh, man. You know, at, at 185 pounds, it's just not a good look for a person like me. I'm not. I'm not built for that. <laughs> Do you ever have any pre pre game rituals, superstitions, anything that you did? Like, um, I get real into stuff like that. Like, what, what people's routines to get ready what for whatever they're getting yeah. ready Mans for. Mans have to have a lot of that, don't they? Oh yeah, Mans have a lot. Like, I know, I know a lot of like you know, entrepreneurs, and I, I follow a lot of like CEOs and entrepreneurs like that that have like these strange morning rituals or routines yeah. or things they do, um, or nightlies before they go to bed. I get really into the into stuff like that. Do you ever have anything like routine game yeah. wise or? Um, I did. I mean, I mean not. I didn't believe in, in um, like superstitions and all that, but I, maybe I did, I guess. But what I what I used to do is go out um, pregame before warmup, before the team would go out for pregame warmups. I would go out on the field early, get to, get fully dressed, go on the field early, and do like a slow draw jog around the entire perimeter of the field. Yeah, and just yeah. do the whole psychosomatic thing that. Um, and Ronnie Lott did the same thing. Mm-hmm. I actually actually I got it from Ronnie Lott's book. But Ronnie Lott would jog around the field twice and just saying to himself, "I own this field. This is my home field. Right. I grew up on." this field i dominate in this field yeah. you, you look at the stands like i'm familiar with the stadium this is my stadium you you kind of just keep talking to yourself about yeah. ownership of this space like everything good happens to me on this field like i dominate here like this is this field is just like the field i grew up on in high school like this is this is my field i'm jogging on the field doing this and normally it was pretty cool a couple of times like in philly you got problems in New York, you got problems. In Meadowlands, you got problems. In the old Cleveland Stadium, you right. got problems. You jog around the dog pound. Those fools are out there like an hour earlier. <laughs> I swear to God, and they're already and they're already lit. They're so drunk. So you're jogging by, 
two hours before the game starts, the dog pound's already full. You jog by, woo, 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 and, then, <laughs> and, and then it gets worse. And then these idiots would like would like study you and know who you were. So they're like, hey, deuce, deuce, we saw you three weeks ago get beat by Andre Reid for the game-winning touchdown. You suck. I was like, really? You're watching New England versus Buffalo video from three weeks ago? Right. Hey, really? You're a Cleveland fan? I mean, oh yeah, they were uh, serious they, fans. They were there, serious fans and knowledgeable. Yeah. yeah. That's wild, man. That's wild. Yeah, I get really, that, that's cool, man. I, just, I get into stuff like that, like what people's, you know, how they mentally prep for a game or a speech or, you know, whatever, um, how they get into stuff like that. I just always thought that it was cool to know what people did to get into, get their head in the game, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. That's I'm cool. the same way. I, I, I study it too. And it's funny, you mentioned earlier about um, fly fishing and I have no experience with fly fishing, but I did um, listen to a podcast, uh, The Hidden Brain. I love that mm-hmm. one. And, and it had a whole hour long thing talking about, I'm a big longevity. Love it. But, um, talking about about being in nature in that when when a when a human being is out in nature how it drops your like your your cortisol levels it drops your heart rate mm-hmm. like 10 percent like mm-hmm. all these like longevity enhancing yeah. things happen to your body when you're out in nature so and that's why like like even listening to the, the stream the water sound uh-huh. like like literally like if you put that on and go to sleep and you, and you check somebody's resting heart rate when they sleep it's down like 10 percent mm-hmm. I, I believe it yeah. so just yeah. totally it, believe it. And people get addicted to like just being out in the, in the lady that was giving the speech, who was like a Harvard, like, you know, triple PhD, was saying that well, that her crazy habit is in the morning when she walks to class, that she literally walks to class looking at the trees. Hmm. She wants to like, want to root her vision and right. her sounds and like the birds and the trees. She's listening, trying to engage in that because she understands the longevity enhancing effect that it has on the body. So like yeah. what you do, like so good for you health wise, mm-hmm. mentally and physically, mm-hmm. just to be in nature. And it lasts like a long time. So they say like, if you go into nature, and you spend like three hours out in nature, that calming effect on your neural activity and your heart rate lasts like a week. Like mm-hmm. It's not even like mm-hmm. you, go to the, you go to the mountains and you come back and you're back to normal. Like, oh, I'm crap, I'm back in the city. No, no, no. For the whole week, player, you're like, your your heart rate's down, your oh, blood yeah. pressure's down. Just by fly fishing for, for three hours, mm-hmm. you're like, you get you get ten percent of your heartbeats back. Yeah, yeah. that's, yeah. that's yeah, 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 I totally yeah. believe that's it, man. Nuts, right? Yeah. Even even just to drive up there for me, like you go through like it's an hour hour and forty five minutes from my house, and like once you get into Morganton and get out of like the little town of Morganton, it's all like uh, tree farms, like just hills and hills and hills oh, of like beautiful. all kinds of tree farms, and you don't really pass anybody. It's just rolling hills, roads, and dude, I, I'll listen to like I've got two or three records I listen to on that drive that are really just for that drive. Yeah. It's kind of put me in the whole mind frame. Roger that. And uh, and man, it like it just gets kind of I, I zone out. My cell service is gone at that point, and it's just like I know that it's like like everything's shut off. Yeah. Like I'm like I'm That's done, so and, cool. and I get into a whole zone, man. And I get up there, and it's like you said, you get out, and it's all you hear is running water and, mm-hmm. and, and, and nature. And I very rarely see people, other people up there. When I do, they don't speak to you anyway. It's, it's old timers. <laughs> they might say, out. "Hey, yeah. hey, how's your day? Good, bad, whatever." Yeah. And you walk about about your business. Yeah. But um, it's uh, it, it's so calming. Like even mm-hmm. like to the point where. Last year, I heard I heard uh, there was an upset bear that had been disturbed out of its den, and I was just like, "Huh, well." And, and down here, I'd been freaking out, like trying to find somewhere to get. You know, there's an upset bear somewhere up there. I was like, "Well, <laughs> as long as it doesn't come this way, I'm pretty good." <laughs> you know. That's awesome. I'm chill that you are. I'm not gonna go too far from the truck for, at the moment. I'll just wait right here for a little bit and just kind of hang out. When I stop here, then I'll go down to the river. But, That's awesome. <laughs> but up, down, up here, I've been like freaking out, like running around, like sure. somebody call somebody. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I go up like I think probably the past two Almost weekends. Every weekend. Yeah, yeah, I go up. That's my like therapy. Is mm-hmm. I love. 
people are like, you know, I drove, I drove from Charlotte to the Outer Banks. I just love to drive. So I love my thing on like Saturdays, I'll get up at the crack of dawn and just drive up to the Blue Ridge. And I just love driving, uh, what is it, 201 up there? No, I'm sorry, 221. 221. Yeah, I love driving like the Linville Gorge and like the Linco Viaduct and all that. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. It's my therapy. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I definitely believe that because as soon as I got back into the city yesterday, Mm -hmm. I mean, all hell broke loose. There was, you know, the fire uptown and (laughs) somebody got shot like a block from my office and man my anxiety was through the roof i was i just watched that uh jack ryan thing on amazon about the terrorists i know i was like oh my god no i was like like, what do i do but yeah very bad timing so yeah i definitely believe that ocean is the same way you know and i've when i've lived down in florida or uh in wilmington wrightsville beach here in north carolina or even the jersey shore I uh, I was always, you know, a lot more calm, less stressed, no matter what was going on with work. Just being there with that repetitive yeah. motion of the wave just calms you down. Yeah. It's nice. We can do both in Charlotte. You can be in the mountains in two hours. That's you can be right. at the beach in three. Right. Yeah. It's a good home base. So you stayed here. You did not go back to Minnesota. Y- yeah. You couldn't leave me, could Why would you get back to Minnesota? <laughs> yeah. How cold it is up there? Oh I know. I know. <laughs> so brutal. My, my dad lives in the same house that I grew up in. Yeah. And, uh, and it's funny. I was back there a couple weeks ago but uh even as a kid i was like dad like we do pretty well like why, why are we what i mean like something's not right when the snow is taller than i am yeah. at the bus stop like we're not in the right place man what? like like what what do we is there a better way to do this he doesn't want to go to florida you know it's one of those deals where where you got where you got a, a relatively educated dude that like builds a house with his own hands yeah, right. you know, know what i mean yeah. Yeah. i got yeah. these beams shipped in from oregon on a on a on a train. Nobody was selling eight by eight pine back in 1974. <laughs> like, geez. So, so, so I, I hung those beams myself. I'm like, so, you know, he, he's not getting out of He's there. setting his way. Yeah, he's yeah. not. Come on, man. Yeah. You build it with your own hands. Like, you're just never, ever leaving it. Right. See that. That'd yeah. be hard. I yeah. can see that. You know, I mean, we're like, I, I bought that. I'll sell it. Like, wow. He's like, no, I built it. Like, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. He's stuck there. So you've been here since? Yeah, I, I came in '95 and uh, just bought right down the street, right right down the street from you guys, right across yeah. the street from you guys. And uh, you know, this was like Crackville back then. This was like you know, the hookers uh-huh. running around. But but the thing is, but the thing is, there was an NFL stadium being built right. like across the street, and right. I was like, listen, I don't care how hood it is here right now. Right. All I know is I've been in a lot of NFL stadiums, and there's no ghetto next to any NFL stadium. Right. You know I mean? I feel like, like things are gonna change around here, folks. I'm like, is it just me? Seeing that yeah it's a funny story too i called jerry richardson i said listen um i, I called his office and said, listen sarah can i talk to jerry he said yeah hold on for a second and then he gets on the phone i go listen i'm standing on the corner of fourth and cedar uh-huh. and there's a lady here putting a sign in the ground selling townhomes pre this pre-construction right so it's still like just nation's bank parking lot at the time and i said and i was doing a job from the stadium and i said listen um hey big cat uh they're 500 down deposit to reserve the right to buy the townhouse. Wow. And like, I never bought anything in my life at that point. So I was like, I- I'm, I'm gonna buy a couple. I, I think this is a good move. <laughs> I, am I, I mean, right? he was like, he goes, how many do they have left? I said, how many have left, ma'am? She goes, I got four left. He said, buy all four. I go, uh, he, goes, if, he goes, if you don't, I will. Wow. I was like, wow. I go, uh, yeah, yeah. If he's uh, saying that, then. Yeah. yeah, that's what he said to me. That's how it went down. Yeah. I mean, like, I owe that dude, like, um, serious, because he, yeah. he said, um, buy all four. He goes, by the time they get them built, mm-hmm. you'll be able to flip those bad boys, and you just made 50 grand, and you don't have to do anything. And yeah. I was like, it just seems so so stupidly easy. Like, right. why would they offer it for 500 if they're gonna if you could make 50? I mean, like, that makes no sense, right? right. But, I mean, I did it, and it worked. Yeah. But, yeah. but, like, but yeah, Jerry, well, Jerry was the guy that, like, um, 
really gave me some pointing advice at a time where I was wicked unsure. It's only mm-hmm. so $500 down, but you're like, I was a football player and as a football player, to be honest, you never know if you're gonna be there the next year, mm-hmm. right? So I just rent it every time. Cause I'm like, listen, rent it and save because, yeah. because you, you know, I don't know. I, listen, at cornerback especially, I could, you put me out there against Steve Smith that beats me for three touchdowns, I'm gone the next day. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? So, so, like, so seriously, so, so I, I had to be prepared to move at all times, right? Yeah, I mean, right. like I enjoyed a nice career and all that, but, but like you just have to be prepared. So yeah. I didn't want to buy, but Jerry's the reason why is the is the the start of why I I committed financially, mm-hmm. um, real estate wise to Charlotte, and it's been obviously a phenomenal investment. Oh and, yeah, and uh, and I'm not going anywhere. People say you still you still downtown. Yeah. I'm like, uh, yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah. When I when where, I where the stadium is, like, really, you're still in the same place. <laughs> yeah, I'm I not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, damn, do you still live right up? Yes, right? I didn't know we were neighbors, man. Yeah, That's man. Cool. Yeah, it's very cool. Yeah. yeah, I'll see you more often now. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I hope none of your neighbors have towed my truck. Or oh, that's right. <laughs> That's, that's a, we, you just tell, that's we know a that's the right spot. That's not his truck. That's we're a funny we're story. towing you <laughs> for him, and, and, they're, and they're eyeballing you as you walk away. I literally, I literally I got out of the truck. I had my bag and my, and my the barbecue I brought. I was walking up there looking to be like. Yeah, that's like, that's like, awesome. I was like, well, yeah, like, you hey. parked in my spot. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, when I called, when I called you, I was like, yeah, man. I was like, yeah, you want to come do this podcast with me? I was like, I actually think like we're in walking distance. Like you can just, walk, I think it's like not even a block. Right. So yeah, but yeah, it's, you, uh, you said it was like ninety five when you bought. I bought ninety five. I bought. Um, I rented over here, and then in sorry ninety nine is when I bought that one over there. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking I was telling these guys on the first podcast that we uh, that we ever did. Um, at one point, because my dad was on nightclubs over downtown, I was like, man, I should probably live downtown since I was like working in all of them. Mm-hmm. And there wasn't a whole lot of the like, high rise. There wasn't a whole lot of living. And um, there was some townhomes on Cedar Street. And there was one that was for sale. And there was this little old lady that uh, that she was like, her son was selling her fours. Like she, she was just old. Like she was going to, to live with them, I think. And I had a chance to buy this townhome for $90,000. Mm-hmm. Now I was 19 years old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I was like, shit. And I was making really good money. Yeah. So I was like, man, I don't know. I don't know if I would like want to own something yet. Yeah, like I don't know if I want to like you know live like live you know like so I might want to be somewhere else yeah and damn I wish I had yeah because man within a few years it was worth like two fifty and then I can I don't even know what the hell it is now but I was like I missed out I missed out on two big opportunities like that downtown Mm -hmm. I beat myself up for it all the time yeah I didn't have to live in them I could just bought things and rent them out but yeah you know that that was in ninety six and I just yeah ninety six yeah I was like you know it's kind of it was kind of kind of. It's shady. It was a little shady, it man. Shady. It was a little shady. It was rough downtown back then. Yeah, it was. It was a little shady. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I was in the same spot you were in. I mean, I was twenty six, but in the same spot. I just uh-huh. felt like, do I want to like own something? It, it's, it's a it's a big leap when you're young. You yeah. know what I mean? You're you're yeah. you're, you're you're buying something means you're staying there versus when you're renting, just like oh, I'm out. You know what I mean? Last month, I'm out. Peace. I mean, it's you know, giving up their freedom is uh, is yeah. challenging when you're young. No doubt about it. Sure. At that age, yeah. you're still wanting to to go travel the world yeah. and be wherever right. and go and do whatever you want to do. For those like Jenna that really <laughs> decided to buy a place, <laughs> we're all looking at her like, damn, I wish I'd done that. Man, I got talked into that. Like I was living in Raleigh, and my mom was like, you need to buy a place. I'm tired of you. Like, I mean, when I was in college, you know, my parents paid my rent or whatever, and. Uh, she was like, you need to buy a place. And I bought s- super cheap in Sedgefield. And I'm now, oh. what, not, what, I've got nine years left on my mortgage. Yeah. Oh, I, feel like a, I feel like an old person. <laughs> hey, you're oh. way ahead, though. Oh, <laughs> it's, way so, ahead it's so beautiful. I'm I know. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, that's oh. a beautiful thing. 
That is yours. I know. And I'm I'm right near the stadium too. But hey, so now do you get woken up every Sunday with the drum line out here practicing? That's the only complaint I ever hear from people down here. People complain about that. Oh yeah, my buddy lives across the like right. He lives a couple buildings down. He's like every Sunday. It's like they're out there at 7 a.m. practicing, and I I mean, I love it. I'm like, crack a beer, shut up. Yeah. More than likely, they moved here after the after this was here. (laughs) That's on them. That's like people complain about moving. They moved next to the racetrack. Oh, this is a lot of noise. Over here, you right. next to our racetrack. <laughs> yeah. Hello. Twice a year, there's going to be no, it's going to be noisy. All right, so Rod, what you, <laughs> let's talk about the elephant in the room. Let's talk about Cam. What do you think about all this uh, stuff going on? I'll be honest with you. I watched most of the game last week in preparation for this, you know, NFL Alumni City Club uh, gridiron luncheon that we have on Mondays. So it, this is the first time I attended. So I, I know a little bit about the Panthers last game uh, and, and a little <laughs> bit about their stats over the whole season. So let, let me let me say this is that uh, a couple of things. A thousand foot view is it having been a starter and a non-starter. There is a clear difference between filling in in like in like being the man mm-hmm. it, it's different and and when teams have an opportunity to see you examine you week after week and prepare for you and and run defenses specifically for you the game gets infinitely harder um that's why you see a, a lot of guys uh, regress in their second year because right. the first year nobody knows what you're going to do right. but the second year they've watched film of you all off season and that second year they know oh we can run double moves on him or mm-hmm. he's bad with a slant or he's, he's bad with a deep ball whatever your weakness is now they know what it is and they just pound you on it until you improve so I'm not taking anything away from the young kid stepped in he's doing a great job yeah. one of the things I really like about him is um, he's got he's got a little bit of uh, of Tom Brady in him and that's a, mm. I know that's a big leap to say that it's interesting you say that but, yeah. but here's what I mean by that mm-hmm. is um, it takes a lot of, um, of, of self-control to be able to release your ego and execute the offense right. because almost every offensive pass play you can check it down mm-hmm. if the if the play is not available if the number one receiver is not available you can check it down to the back or there's a, there's a, there's an easy throw for you to like to just bail out yeah. but quarterbacks like everybody they want they want the big score they want the big they want the big touchdown because that's how you get that's how you make the millions of dollars and they go oh, I, I can fit it in there I, I can I can squeeze that in there you squeeze it in there you throw a pick and you know if you have if you're minus one in the turnover ratio you're going to lose 84 percent of yeah. those games one pick yeah. you just lost it for everybody in the whole building right. the whole 150 people worked their tail off for the last six months and you throw one bad decision and the whole team loses so like it, it takes it takes a special guy to say I, there's a 50-50 ball down the field for 30 yards, and there's a 90% ball to the flat. Mm-hmm. Let me just get to McCaffrey. Let me just get right, to McCaffrey. Right. Take my and it sounds like oh, that, that's an easy decision. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. You want to you want to hit you want to hit D Moore down the field for the big right, score and right. zip it in there and look like a hero. You'll be on Sports Center. <laughs> if, 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 if you hit him, if you hit him, they'll show it on Sports Center in slow motion. You look, you're, 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 the, the ball the ball coming out of your hand. Your your foot in the air. Like this. You know you, you you swing sideways and you're your butt's all firm and the girls are looking at you and you're, 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 you're throwing, you know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Your arms all, your, your veins in your 
your arms are swollen up. You know what I mean? The girls are watching. Rod, do you practice that in the and mirror? You're, and, you're, and, you're, and, you're, and your butts and your butts leaning to the side, and your girl's like, ooh, when you do that ball, you look so good. Mm. Oh man, you, you get home off the plane, and all kind of stuff's happening for you. But anyway, but so, so, it's, so, it's, so it, it takes it takes a lot of um, subjugating your ego to say, okay, there's a sixty percent chance of me hitting D more. Uh-huh. Or there's a 90% chance for me hitting McCaffrey right, right. over here for three yards right, right. and dump the damn ball in the flat. Let's yeah. t- let's let's make it second and second and five. Yeah. Second and seven or less is an offensive win. Mm-hmm. So let me just dump it here, McCaffrey. He's gonna make five. Yeah. And now 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 we're in front of the sticks, right? So the guy we have at quarterback right now is willing to do that. He'll just mm-hmm. take the easy throw. Take mm-hmm. the easy throw. That's what, listen, that's what Tom does. Mm-hmm. Tom's like, listen, when the whoever was open gets the ball. Yes, he can throw it 40 yards down the field and rope and zip it into some tight spots. Mm-hmm. Yes. But he only does that when the game's on the line. Well, when he's when he's down by six, he does that. But you watch him in the first quarter. Tom's just dumb to the flat, yep. dumb to the flat. Dumb to, dumb. I mean, like, Tom, Tom against the Bills last week, he didn't have a pass over like 12 yards yeah, for the yeah. first like three quarters. Because yeah. he's like, I'm up by on six. Why would I force it downfield? Our guy does that, which is amazing because most young guys are trying to force it in there and they want to have the fun stuff and they get home off the bus. But this guy is, is surgical in finding the easiest throw and just getting it completed. Now, mm-hmm. now he's got to get a lot better uh, understanding where the blitz is, but he's a young guy. He'll get mm-hmm. he'll get better at that. But the fact he doesn't throw it into coverage and get it turned over is a yeah. huge plus. Man, you got to be willing to pay attention to like, close close attention to that next week now. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. absolutely. And um, as far as Cam's concerned, uh, um, maybe a unique response to this, but I am actually glad that he finally has decided to, mm-hmm. um, I hope I'm not speaking a line here, but, but hopefully I'm, I'm glad that he's finally decided to take care of himself. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I don't mean that in, in any kind of dig. I mean that is there was a guy after going to the Super Bowl who was injured during that year mm-hmm. who was thinking, okay, we've got everybody back. And I don't want to speak for Cam because I don't know him that well. So I'm, mm-hmm. just, I'm just, I'm yeah, assuming. Yeah, 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 so, yeah, yeah. He, so he may be thinking, he may be thinking yeah. that we just went to the Super Bowl. I was this close to getting a ring. Mm-hmm. I'm a little banged up, but forget surgery. I'm gonna I'm gonna suck it up and get in the next season because right. we've got all the guys back. Yeah, everybody's back. Like right. everybody's back, so we can do this again. And then he goes in. You start a season nicked, and he's a physical football player anyway, so you know he's gonna get more banged up. Mm-hmm. So then that season just kind of goes downhill, and it continues to get worse. And he and yeah. he and trying to make the team better. And support his teammates. He he took a risk. He should he should have said, "I'm getting surgery at the end of the right. Super Bowl." Say, "I'm yeah. getting surgery. Yeah. I'm out for six months." Like, sorry. When but you're I, that kind of competitor, it's hard to take yourself off to the do field, that. man. Yeah, it's hard man. to watch. Yeah, right? it is. It is. It's tough. So so he finally just decided. Look, I, I've got to heal this shoulder. I've got to take a little time off. And I don't buy all the stuff about the vegetarian and all that nonsense. You can get protein in a lot of different yeah, ways. Like, yeah, that's yeah. ridiculous. I mean, that's, stop it. But, um, <laughs> and, you know, I mean, like, he's a vegetarian now. He, he can't get it from eating, eating corn every day. Like, stop, he's a, he's a pescatarian, right? Yeah, he, whatever he is. Presbyterian? <laughs> oh, what, oh, oh, what a vegetarian? <laughs> like, uh, yeah, right? <laughs> no, it's a word. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Damn y'all! <laughs> it's a word. You could be. You could be. You could be sure of yourself. <laughs> I'm like, listen, I know what I'm talking about. She starts looking at her hair. I'm like, you know. <laughs> I'm like, well, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you.
you were saying that. A lot of people have been coming out and kind of giving him a hard time yeah. for that whole thing, saying, well, you know, he may not be this herd. And maybe he, he may heal quicker if he had more protein in his diet. But they don't know what oh, they, yeah, they're ridiculous. talking about, man. It's, it's Leave two, Cam it's, alone. It's, 2000, it's 2019, and, mm-hmm. and guys like that who are um, – with with that kind of a focus on their body, are, are pretty well aware of what they need supplement yeah. wise and, right. and, and protein wise to, to get it done. And, and I'll say this about Cam, and, and a lot of people don't know this, but I go, I go to yoga often. At, well, oh, we all know you uh, go to yoga, Rod. Okay, okay. Five, five, <laughs> five a.m. every day, Rod's in there stretching five, with five, the girls. Five five thirty a.m. And I, and I tell you what, like in the cars that I see going in the, in the Panthers, I, I drive mm-hmm. right by the the, front, the, the uh, players' interest, the Panther mm-hmm. Studio, mm-hmm. and this has been a couple of years now, and I see. Uh, Cam Newton pulling in there, and I see Luke Keekley pulling in there. Mm-hmm. So, like, the only guy in the National Football League, well, the hardest working guy in the National Football League is up in New England, right? Mm-hmm. And, and he starts his days in the office at 530. Mm-hmm. And when Cam Newton first came to the Carolina Panthers, I got a call from Steve Smith who said, look, man, mm-hmm. you won't believe this. Because I can't beat this kid <laughs> in the office. Space <laughs> Cam, Cam Cam Newton was in the was in the office at five thirty, and you ask yeah. him why. He goes because there's a guy in New England that set the tempo. This is how you become a great player. Right. He started at five thirty. So like people don't understand. Most fans don't understand how hard this guy works. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's a monster. Yeah. I mean, Cam Newton is mm-hmm. a monster. There might be ten guys in the league that work as hard as he does at his craft. So say what you want to about about his progression during the years but he is putting in the time at a oh, yeah. super elite international level that's amazing yeah so when they say oh he eats he, eats, he needs to stop eating fish and eat beef i'm like really player <laughs> I mean, really really he goes 13 hours a day in the national football league and you're gonna give him diet tips you know yeah we want to see cam get better i mean Absolutely. i hate that he got hurt in damn pre at a preseason yeah. game like yeah. you know he's worked so hard and i want to see him get a ring i mean i've put mm-hmm. a lot of sundays into this cam's got a great story and it's not over yet no, no not no. over yet yeah, but you know things like this it's the tough difficult times physically and mentally that make you stronger and help you achieve those goals yeah. so it's you know it's kind he, of he's, a, he's in a bubble this. though right now man yeah. i mean they're like they have him under a magnifying glass everything he does yeah. everything well, he says everything he wears everything he eats yeah. i mean i couldn't even imagine like and i think going back to what he wears too, i think i think that the fact that he's <laughs> that the people people look at it like oh this guy's you know screwing up he's not doing this he's not making plays he's not you know he's not his not in the game oh is he just focused on what he's going to wear for the you know it, it gives him a uh, an outlet to something to blame to, it to on to blame it on mm-hmm. or to to jab at yeah instead of really looking at the bottom line is he's the hurt. real picture like 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 you explained it you know yeah so hopefully he's going to get yeah. the rest and uh mm-hmm. yeah we're heading next week to uh london you going to yes. come with me rod uh, I'll put you in my suitcase. Come on. Yeah. Uh, sure, suitcase will be full of liquor, too, by the way. <laughs> yeah. I'm taking a suitcase just full suitcase of Dixie just full vodka. Full vodka. <laughs> That's actually yeah. what she's going to wear. She's just wearing it yeah, for the next couple Yeah, I'm just going weeks. like this. No, I'm going to put on like seven layers of clothes and just go like that and check my bag. It's going to be full of all Dixie vodka. <laughs> What's the weather supposed to be like in it's, London? It's supposed to be like in the mid 50s. Mid 50s, yeah. For, for yeah. the highs? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to it because it's hot as hell here. Where are you, where are you staying? We got three more days. Uh, where am I staying? I'm staying. Let everybody know. I, I, uh, same with the Roaring Riot. Uh, I can't even think of the name of the hotel, but it's right. it's uh, right in central London. And the riot's doing it up really big. We've got about, I think Zach said they've got about 900 people going with our group. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, so we're flying over oh on planes, just all booked with Panthers people and mm-hmm. uh, a lot of diehard fans. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, I looked at my boss today and I said, hey, I'm, I'm leaving next week. He's like, you are? And I was like, yeah, I'm going to be gone for you know about seven days. And he was like, what? And I was like, yeah, I told you I'm going. He's like, it's already. October I'm like I know I can't believe it's October but um yeah so I'm excited 
That's so cool. Yeah, we got a lot of stuff going on and uh, events every day, and I'm going to be uh, hopefully doing some some interviews yes. and stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah, you should come. Why don't you come with me? Yeah, I gotta I gotta run shop. He's like he's like I gotta go to yoga. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Rod, where do you, where do you go to yoga? Um, Are you ever in Dilworth? Yeah, but it, it changed uh, ownership now. Now it's uh, it's called Sweat Method. It oh, used to be the old Charlotte uh, Yoga. It's on Winifred Street, right in the South End. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Oh. So do you do the hot yoga? Or what kind of yoga do you do? So it's a hot yoga. Yeah yeah. That's some good stuff. I've seen Rod. Rod's come over for it. Uh, you can stand. Can you do? Can you stand on your head? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm actually working <laughs> yeah, on. Hand, I'm actually yeah. working on handstands. Oh wow! What? Yeah, I'm, I want to be that 50 year old dude in the back of class walking on hands. <laughs> That's my goal. Because you're gonna be you're gonna be 50 God. in March. I'll be 50 March? in March. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. yeah. That's yeah. two weeks in a row we've had people talk about hot yoga now. Yeah, I'm oh, starting man. to get that. It's oh. awesome. I did it one time. I, I was telling. I did it one time, and it was. And it was I don't, I don't do yoga, so that's a bad thing to do one time. But my friend was the instructor. She's like, come do this. I thought yeah. I was going to die. Yeah. Oh, I thought I was going to die. It's so hard. I didn't make it by 20 minutes. She's like, sit down now. <laughs> she just saw it on my face, I guess. I was like, hey, it's all nice and calm and relaxed. I'm like. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm good. I, I thought I was going to lose it. You, you know what's funny? Um it is no different for a former professional athlete. The first yoga class I went in, I walked into class like, ah, oh, these these dudes in these like tight shorts. Are you kidding me? Like it's gonna be, I'm gonna, I'm gonna blow through this. Listen, like you, I was 20 minutes in the class in child's pose with sweat running down the crack in my butt. I was like, Jesus, girl. I, was, I, I couldn't breathe. I was like, why, 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 why can't I, why can't I, why can't I breathe, breathe? Listen, and then and then there's like a lady, like there's like a 65 year old lady to my left who's like just rocking it out. And I'm watching. She's looking at me, eyeballing me like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, how, how, you, how you doing muscles? You good? Yeah, how you doing muscles? You good? Huh? Tight shorts, huh? How you feeling? You know what I mean? And I mean, eyeball me the whole time. Like, like, yeah. you, you okay, player? And get muscles some water. Right? She's getting you a cold towel. She was. She's like, hey, you need, you need dry off, dry off, player. Oh my God. I love it, man. That's fun. Maybe we go, I'll go try some hot yoga one day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, broadcasting live from death. No, we're not. Blo- we're not broadcasting live. We won't be able to talk. At least I won't. <laughs> but we're gonna be back in a few minutes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh God. I grew up a Redskins fan because that was pretty much the closest team to to where I was living at the time. But as soon as we got a team here in North Carolina, when the Panthers came to Charlotte, I was like, absolutely, I became a Panthers fan instantly, and. I didn't get a chance to actually go to a game uh, at the stadium until many years later. And when I first got there, I'm standing there in front of the Sam Mills statue. And I'm just thinking to myself, wow, this this is such a big foundation of what this franchise is all about. I mean, even till this day, keep pounding is on everything that has to do with the Carolina Panthers. What was it like uh, being around this guy? Uh, just how motivating he was, how he encouraged everyone. What was it like in the locker room being around him? Kind of inspired you guys in ways that you probably haven't seen anywhere else, really. Yeah, Sam was such a leader of men. High integrity, worked hard, always told you the truth. Was absolutely about making the team better, not himself better. We talked a little bit earlier about 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 um, taking time during that 
10 second period you have to actually mm-hmm. communicate or not communicate with your teammates mm-hmm. he would take all 10 of those seconds like Luke Keekley and just call out mm-hmm. everything he saw to everybody to try to make everybody else's job better yeah. at his own expense yeah. like that's all energy he could be using on trying to do- diagnose what he needed to do yeah. instead he was spending all that that 10 seconds that on- the only 10 seconds you have to get prepared for the play trying to tell everybody else what to look out for yeah. that's just a, that's just a rare dude you know what I mean and um, the other thing about it too is he's just so inspirational because when you see him in the locker room you're like really like that's 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 Sam Mills he's 5'8 225 pounds and he plays inside linebacker in the National Football League and not only that he's a thumper I mean it's I mean he's the size of like a strong safety and he's headbutting guards, and the guards are going, "Yeah, I'm all set with that." I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm seeing him taking on Larry Allen from the um, from the Dallas Cowboys, who's one of the best guards who's ever walked on the planet Earth, and literally just headbutt him and stand him up, lock him out, and toss his big ass on the ground. I was like, "Did you just grab 235 pounds of two-time NCAA wrestle champion, four-time Pro Bowler, and toss him like?" A, like a second, but just <laughs> tossed him like off his feet in the air. Boom! I was like, "Wow!" <laughs> I, I, said, I said, "You all right, big fella?" He was like, "That, that dude's a beast." That's always that dude's a beast. I mean, Sam was um, Sam was a monster, and uh, yeah. and again, his his presence in the locker room, just being so um, brutally honest mm-hmm. um, and available. And always about making his teammates better. You know, it's funny on a football team, and this is another thing that 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 doesn't get communicated often enough or clear enough. Um, not unlike any organization, um, every team has one or two guys on there that set the tempo, the emotional tempo yeah. for the entire ball club. Just like right. a band, right? There's a, there's mm-hmm. always like one band member that yeah. literally, if they're on, everybody's on, and if they're off, everybody's off, right? right? Mm-hmm. It's the same in football. So like, and it may not be. A lot of times it may not be your best player. So Sam was that guy for us. Sam Mills was so physical in practice and so prepared that you had to be prepared and study because if you weren't, Sam would say, Rod, you know that we, you'd always get to run the crosser, right? I mean, he'd call, he'd call the, me the corner up because I didn't recognize what was going to happen. Right, right, he was right. like, dude, you watch film this week and it's in practice he's, he's busting my chops I'm like I got it I got it I'm like, hey, easy yeah, easy yeah. Like, you handle the linebackers I'll handle the secondary right? so I mean so and it's funny because I'm kind of segueing here but like but like losing a guy like like Josh Norman yeah. and, and for whatever was going on in, in, in his dealings with the management I'm not talking about that I'm right. just saying um, a guy like that is a is a tempo setter for the entire ball club. Mm-hmm. But when you have a when you have a cornerback that'll tell OBJ, I'm going to kick your butt and your mama's <laughs> butt too before the game starts, and then and then go in the game with that kind of attitude, yeah. it makes everybody tougher. Yeah. R- R- Ray Lewis was a great player. Don't get me wrong, but but like Sam Mills, half of what made Ray Lewis a great player was how he made everybody else better. Right. Because when Ray Lewis walks in the field, you better be tough. You yeah. better be prepared and you better play hard because he'll run right by you. He'll he'll step over you and then make the tackle <laughs> and then look back at you and like, what, what the hell are you doing, player? Like, I mean, so uh, so Sam was that guy for us. He, yeah. he was he was the he was the head of the spear. Absolutely. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. that is amazing. 
I love hearing stories like I know, that. Man. Yeah. We were talking a little bit earlier now. It's it's become kind of a hot button issue, uh, and it has been really for, for uh, many years, but the governor of uh, California, Gavin Newsom, yeah. talking recently about uh, college football players. What do you think about that whole thing? <laughs> no, Rod's I mean, like, uh, uh, no, Notre Dame, you owe me a check. Here we go. <laughs> Send that check. Let's see if I can Venmo it to you. Start, uh, right? Look, look, we can do that. I think um, I'm a capitalist. I run a small business. Mm-hmm. And I am um, I am about fair compensation. And most of the schools in the NCAA, not all of them, but most of them don't aren't truly dedicated to educating their, their student athletes, their mm-hmm. football players especially. Right. Um, uh, and again, it's going to sound like I'm sucking up to my school, Notre Dame, but 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 I've got to tell you how it went down. Right. At, at the University of Notre Dame, if you had less than a B in a class, you were assigned a one-on-one tutor mm-hmm. for 45 minutes for each class. Mm. So if you've got five classes and you've got and you've got five B minuses, you're in there from about seven o'clock to about eleven o'clock. Wow, shit. You wow. dig? Damn. So because the University of Notre Dame is 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 truly dedicated to making sure that you may come in from whatever high school you went to, some whatever crummy high school you went to, right? But by the time you graduate, mm-hmm. you're gonna graduate a Notre Dame man or woman like every other Notre Dame man right. or woman by the time you yeah. get done. Their goal is not everybody comes in is the same, but the goal is by the time your butt leaves here, you'll be mm-hmm. equal to everybody yeah. else. Yeah. So they they grunt. And if you don't and if you miss one of those tutoring sessions, your ass is done for the week. There's no like, wow. the, it, this isn't through the football office. Yeah. This is through the through university. The yes. Wow. Yes. Listen, I missed one my my freshman year. I had to be in theology because I'm not a church going dude. So like, <laughs> so like, yeah. So like, no, no. And they give you, the, I mean, my, it's so funny. Everybody, everybody in class has like this big, huge, like, you know, this Bible that they got from their great great grandmother with their right. with their name encrusted yeah. in, in in blood and in, in, in gold. Right. My Bible was brand new with a sticker on it from the, from, from, the, from the from the bookstore. I mean, people are literally looking at me like, "Is that your Bible?" I was like, Where, "Yeah, where'd you get yours?" My my great great grandfather when he crossed the ocean brought this with. I was like. I mean, you know what I mean? They had a binder and like they open up and dust would come off of it. You know what I'm saying? My, my I got was this like, yesterday. It was printed in China. It made its way across the boat too. <laughs> you, you, you'll, you'll, you'll love this. At, at Notre Dame, the first thing they said is, okay, everybody turned to like Corinthians, like 35, 46. I was like, uh, uh. yeah, so like I'm looking for the chapters at the beginning. I'm like, where's the, where's the, where's the table of contents? I'm like, hey, uh, I'm like, excuse me, raise my hand. I'm like, there's no, there's no, there's no Corinthians in mine. <laughs> I go, I go, what, I go, what version you I think you I have the wrong is book. That, is, that, is, that King, is that King James? You got, is that King James? I, I got mine. Oh my God, I was so lost. Are you kidding me? Oh, so I was scrapping. If you had a B minus though, you still depressed. Well, I had a C in that one. So, so, so here's what they did. So they said, um, I got six o'clock in the morning, I got a phone call. And they said, hey, Rod, um, um, uh, father wants to see you with the in the academic office. I was like, oh, like yeah, uh, we're, we're with you. you missed you missed your uh, your thing. I'm like, yeah, I'm a, I got you. So um, so I went in and and spoke to the uh, spoke to the president of the university. Mm. Yeah, who said, hey Rod, listen, um, I saw your record. You're a good student in high school. I've got to deal with a lot of a lot of knuckleheads in here, but it shouldn't be you. So like, I don't want to see you in my office again. Right. I know your dad. Right. <laughs> he came down and we talked for about half hour. I know, I, know, I know your pops. All right. You know, and my dad and, and we were friends. So he's like, listen, yeah. I know your pops. So like, listen, like, 
don't miss anything else and I don't want to see you again. If I don't see you again, we're fine. All right. right. But but stay out of my office. I, I should never have to see you here again. So that that was and right. I didn't see him again. So yeah. but yeah. that but that's but that's just an example of like how they treat it, right? But mm-hmm. all that to say is most schools don't do that, you know, mm-hmm. like half the kids don't graduate. So um if um if Alabama's gonna make uh, was it uh, 40, 40, uh, $45.9 million yeah. profit last year yeah. off of 100 and, what, $108 million yeah. gross? Okay, yeah. so if the players, the um, the, uh, um, the to be at Alabama, a, full, a, um, a full-time student, room and board, was 40, it's like 45000 mm-hmm. and some change, right? So let's double that for like, Athletic facilities, coaching, mm-hmm. flying around the country, playing games, all that kind of stuff. So just call it ninety grand. Call it hundred grand. We'll mm-hmm. we'll, we'll hundred grand. So you get eighty kids. So that's eight million bucks. Mm-hmm. That's eight million dollars, which is an expense line. Yep. Eight million dollars expensed, and they made forty six million dollars. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So like, here's the thing. I did the math. So if <laughs> I, I'm an idiot, I told you. So Notre if, Dame, are you listening? If, 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 if you play, if you if, if if you split the profit, just mm-hmm. split the profit with the players. Each player would make two hundred and eighty-seven thousand dollars wow. a year after their education. That is wow. insane. If you, wow. if, if you education just, paid for. If, if yes, if you just split the profit. Yeah, yeah. That's insane. That, I was telling you about that documentary. Is that crazy? That's where they're at. Like, so, yeah. so is, is that? I haven't really been following this all that deep. So, is that where if they're going after? Or not going after, but like that's just saying like, hey, these players, they're these, saying these kids should be yeah, making some of this money. Yeah. I, mean, like, I think they should, but you know, I'm, I'm telling you, you guys, y'all got to watch that documentary on yeah. Netflix. What's it called? It's called, What's it called? A, it's called Schooled: The Price of College Sports, and uh-huh. it came out about. I want to say it came out like maybe four or five, 2013, I think. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's been out for a while, but um, it talks about how these these college athletes, you know, they're they're just I mean, worked like dogs. You know, they're out there playing football and their coaches are driving these, you know, brand new Mercedes Mm -hmm. and Lexuses. And these kids are like living off ramen noodles and busting their ass going to school and then playing football. And they're bringing in all this money to the school. And then, you know, they're not getting anything out of it. So, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I mean, I think that that's, I mean, I get, I get both sides of it but at the same time it's like you know why is the coach going to get all this and the school's going to get all this and here i am and you're working me you know like a dog it's a billion dollar industry the ncaa yeah i mean you have to think about it this way too you know kids at that age could they handle that kind of money i I don't know man i know i could but (laughs) no it could be you know put into a fund and give it to them after they graduate or what pay me for the job i'm doing who cares if you can handle i mean hell i mean can anybody handle money at any point life yeah. like if you, you know you money just, off of me i want to pee yeah you got to be disciplined at any yeah. point in your life but i mean hey if i'm doing a job pay me for my job right you know so yeah. i'll be interested to see though what happens i mean you yeah. know is there any uh what is it statute of limitations i mean do you think <laughs> <laughs> hey listen y'all work me like a dog for four years you know hey write me a check it's just gonna be interesting to see if um you know who's gonna who's gonna bite that up first? But I mean, you think about it. If you're Nike or you're Under Armour, and you're like, listen, th- there's a there's a um, all star quarterback at USC, for example, whoever that guy is, who's always mm-hmm. a stud, right? You go, listen, mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'll offer you four years, fifty million, fifty thousand dollars to be to to wear Under Armour right. yeah. going yeah. forward, yeah. and like the kids gonna say, heck yeah, and, mm-hmm. and it's a good deal for Under Armour because now they've got. You know, Under Armour on on the USC quarterback who's yeah. advertising like a big dog. Like, exactly. and if you can put him in commercials and things, I mean, like, yeah. it, it's gonna get, it's gonna get, uh, it's gonna get pretty crazy. And uh, mm-hmm. and I, actually, I think it is. Now, I'm gonna go reverse it just a quick second. I'll say this: I believe that the amateur system is actually better. 
If if it's being honored on the university side, meaning that I have no problem with Notre Dame making as much money as, as they can make with their football program, with their players. And I say that because they are so thorough about educating their guys. Like, like the education piece is a lifelong benefit. And I'm not saying it doesn't have an actual cash value in the in the moment, in the in the in the instant. Yes, the cash value of Notre Dame education is whatever it is, seventy nine thousand dollars room and board right now. That's the cash value. Mm-hmm. But the benefit it gives to players over the course of your life is obviously exponential. Now, now that being said, most universities just don't push players academically the way Notre Dame does. Right. And, and I'm not saying yeah. that I'm a homer. I'm saying that because I lived it. And like, yeah. I saw guys, I'm telling you, I won't mention any names, but I, but I saw guys in Notre Dame that, that would never have graduated any other place in the world. Right. Right. Well, I won't mention it, and I mean, I mean some studs that like literally, these cats would have been on the street, you know what I mean? But the reason, the only reason they weren't is because they were in this system where like, listen, you, you got you gotta be minus, see your ass in, in right. study hall right. for each class. Right. I mean, listen, there are cats in there for like three years. Wow. For three years, wow. but then, and I'll tell you this, I won't mention your names, but some of these- <laughs> Oh, but, come on, Rod, but, tell but, us. But, but some of these cats now are like, one's a college professor, he's got a PhD, oh, wow. the, other, the other one's an attorney, yeah. the other one owns like several apartment buildings. I mean, these guys are badasses now. Yeah. And, and, and they would have been on the street. Wow. They'd have dropped out anywhere else. Yeah. They wouldn't have graduated anywhere else. Right. Yeah. I'm telling you, but like, but the structure, so if, if the NCAA had rules where every university had had that same kind of protocol. Like, listen, yeah. if anything less than a B, you got, if everybody if everybody had that kind of protocol, mm-hmm. and we were educating all the kids, I'm cool with that. Right. Mm-hmm. But if, but if we're gonna like graduate half of them, yeah. Well, then hell, pay the dude. At least I mean, at least give them the monetary part right. of it. It was work, you know. Well, right. then they get out and they go and play pro, and then they get hurt, and then then they're screwed. Done. Or they don't I mean, go pro. Yeah. Right. Or they don't. Right. I mean, you yeah. Know. You definitely got your money's worth. I'd, I'd say. <laughs> you got your education and uh yeah yeah so you so you feel that some at some there should be some monetary compensation for these for these players you know yeah i mean wh- i would I mean, think so I for sure i'm yeah, answering for rod i'm like yes absolutely yeah. <laughs> i can answer for rod <laughs> i mean i agree i, mean, I yeah. think there should be too i, I mean, do. I mean I do. if the, if the yeah. universities are making that much money off of them there be some just, yeah. there should be some sort of compensation mm-hmm. or uh, some formula, some something for for these. Yeah, for these Brandon, kids. Well, I'm telling you, like you said, like some of these kids are getting hurt, and then and they lose their chance. Yeah, what if you go out there and you know you know blow your ACL? Or what, and now what? if they've gone to a school that is not educating them to to what like say Notre Dame is is doing. Well, then, then what did they do? Nothing. Yeah. My, my roommate in Notre Dame had literally had holes in his socks. He was from mm-hmm. um, a, a home in uh, it, well in East Detroit and and grew up super poor and like mom was on public assistance and. And like you know, had like two t shirts and like two pair of jeans when he got to school, and one pair of boots. That was it. Yeah. And, and he was a Nordian football player and a starter, a three year starter. And like, yeah. to, I mean, to watch this cat like, like literally like carrying the ball three or two times in a game, you know, with a fifteen million dollar game contract in Notre Dame, and and he's got literally has holes in his socks. Yeah, you and, 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 and he can't, he can't, you can't take. I mean, of course, kids do, but you're not supposed to take like gear from the facility. That's that's not that's yeah, a, yeah. so like he may be able to get a couple pair of socks from yeah. the stadium, but like, but he can't just like you know raid the mm-hmm. you know right. grab every t-shirt. You can't. So like, I'm like this guy's starting football, starting player for the Northern Fighting Irish. We're about to play Miami one versus two. That yeah. game alone is going to make us 15 yeah. million, yeah. and he's got a hole in his sock. 
Yeah. What the hell is that all about? That's, like, yeah. and, and he's a and he's a and he's a solid B student, honor roll student. Like, yeah. never had a problem in his life. Yeah. Like, and this guy's got holes in his socks. I'm like, something about this system's not fair. That's true. I, I, that's just not. That's just not right. Yeah. Did you give him a pair of socks, Rod? Of course they did. I know. You did. <laughs> of course they <you> did. <laughs> Rod would give you the shirt off his back. Rod's good people. Um, yeah, that's. Uh, I'm telling you, watch this documentary. It'll change. I, I, I wrote it, it down. I'm gonna check that, that out. It's because yeah. it's, yeah. uh, it, I, I never thought about that. I mean, I've been going to football, you know, football games my whole life, and you don't ever think about that. But seeing these these guys talk about, you know. And there's my coach driving away, going out to have a nice mm-hmm. dinner. They just won. Everybody's cheering. And here I am like broke as hell and yeah. I got to go to school tomorrow. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, I mean, I think it's, there's got to be a medium somewhere. Yeah. I love it. Jenna's always got good books and good documentaries and good recommendations. <laughs> part of this notebook right here is filled with recommendations. <laughs> yeah, well, the last book I, I read I was, a, was the some good music documentaries. That's all I ever watch. <laughs> the last book I read was actually a book that uh, Rod recommended to me. What's uh-huh. that been? Two years ago? Three years ago? Rod came to me and he was like, uh, Jenna, you got to get this book. And I was like, all right. I'm like, I can't even remember the last time I've read a book. I don't have time to read books. But I said, okay, Rod, I'm going to get it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let Rod mentor me and mold me. Right. I think he knows what he's talking about. So he said, Jenna, get this book. It's called The Four Agreements. Oh, yeah. I got the book. <laughs> Y'all, I got What's the book. It about? Every time I have it with me and I take it somewhere, somebody always stops me and they're like, that book is so good. It is life changing. Oh my God. You know, and I'm like, this is the second time I've read it. But I mean, each time I read it, I take something, you know, different away from it. And I don't read a lot of books, but, you know, I, I do have that book. And uh, you, uh, you should, ch- I'll bring it to you if you want to read it, Brandon. I will, I will try. If you'll try. I will it's, it's a short I, one. I, I don't know when people read books. Like, like I say, I say so busy, like well, 18 yeah. hours. Like I'm like, go, go, go. And yeah. when I'm done with one thing, I'm running to the other one. I'm on the phone doing something else when I yeah, get to the next one. Same. And when I get home, I work like, I work. And, and if me, I read anything, it's like I catch up on industry reads or music charts or yeah. like shit like that. Like I, I or like you know, if I watch anything, it's documentaries. Yeah, I don't know when the fuck I would read a book. Yeah, like, it's, I, it's, like it's, I have all these great, great. I have a huge bookshelf with tons of books. I ain't read any of them. Yeah, it's yeah. it's really like, hard to set aside. The Power that of Now. I've read that a couple times. I love yeah, that. I love the Power yeah. Now. It's good. So it, what's it's, it called? The Power of The Power of Now. Now. Okay. I'll bring it to you because I won't read it again. Oh God, I'm gonna have to read another book. <laughs> It's actually, it's actually a long not, it's not very flight long. to London. That'd be yeah, good I got have. a long flight. Oh, this is well, very true. So you know what I've been doing? A lot of Dixie Baca, too. <laughs> <laughs> it's about 600 bottles I'm taking over there. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, so today I spent my whole day, I've been listening to, uh, to Joe Rogan all day. Mm-hmm. And it's, oh, it's yeah. taken me probably nine hours to get through the Sturgill Simpson. Not wow. get through it, but it's an amazing podcast. Yeah. But, um, you know. Just from, just from Just trying to listen and multitask. And, yeah. you know, These are always long, too. Yeah, they're really long. Yeah, God, yeah. What did I learn today? I learned a new word today, y'all. Do y'all you, know what you y'all? You gotta listen to the David Lee Roth one. I'm Even gonna. Listen, I'm gonna. Be great. I'm Even gonna, if you're not a fan, he doesn't talk anything about Van Halen. It's one of the awesome. best podcasts. I'll I've ever check that. To. I'm glad you said that. It's three yes. hours and fifteen minutes, and that man, he has done so much, and still does so much. They're like they don't even talk he's about music. Yeah. He talks he's about. Like, he, I didn't realize he climbed Everest. Like he's yeah, like, he's, he's a, a beast. crazy he's a monster. Man. He's like he's into like EMT. Yeah. He's yeah. into like martial yeah. arts. You're like, wait, hold on, what? <laughs> so today when I was listening to the Joe, every that. time I listen to Joe Rogan, I learned something new. So oh, yeah. what did I learn the last time? Was it um, what was it about? It was well, anyway. Okay, so today he used the word. Do y'all know what the word nefarious means? Uh-oh. I've never used that. Sturgill Simpson was talking about it, and he was talking about. Um, he was talking about an album and he was like, yeah, it's nefarious. It means wicked. But I'm like, who the hell uses, he's from Kentucky. 
Like, who uses the word nefarious? It's, it's from what? What's it from? He was talking about an album, and he was saying, you know, this this album, it's, you know, it's very nefarious. And I'm like... Is that, is that Big Smalls? Uh, <laughs> 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 nefarious. <laughs> oh, I always thought he was saying notorious. I had no idea. It was nefarious. So it was wicked. Oh, shit. That makes sense now. <laughs> I told you I couldn't hear anything. No, I'm like, don't use big words around me. Let me get my... I gotta, mistake God, my mistake yeah. but yeah, i'm loving i'm really loving like the joe I've, I've been listening to a lot of them but yeah when i go when i fly over to london i'll probably be listening to oh, i got a couple to catch up on i'm gonna put the david lee roth on there yes. what is it six i don't oh, know it's about eight. i leave at like six and get i think i leave at like six o'clock at night and i get there at like maybe 10 o'clock their time mm, yeah okay. i'm gonna be so, all fucked up yeah. Yeah, so whatever. Yeah, so it's not too bad there. Nah. No, I flew to Greece last year, and that, man, yeah, that was. That's a good one. Yeah, that's man, a good that was. One. I felt like I had been roller skating for a week when I got off the plane. I was <laughs> just, like, just take your little list, get your get your yeah. reading and your uh, your your uh, podcast yeah. stuff ready for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to be ready. Go. Yeah, so anyway. So, Rod, I know you got to go here in a minute because you have yoga at like 3 30 <laughs> in the morning or something. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to go with him. I can't <laughs> So, before you go. You know how many times Rod's been like, Jenny, you want to go to hot yoga with me? And I'm like, what time? He's like, five. I'm like, hell no. What time do you get up? But I do. I do get up pretty early. But I mean, like, I get up and stay in my bed. (laughs) I get up and work. So, I mean, I work before I go into work. Yeah, Uh, me too. um, But I mean, I know I need to because, damn, I'm not getting any younger. I can tell in the morning when I get up and I start stretching. I'm like, damn, like. I'm literally at the point with my back. I want to do it. Like, yeah. I I think my holdups is really. I don't know any of these poses or the names. Yeah, so I'm you ter- have to look around. I'm terrified to go into the room and like the ladies start calling out shit. And I'm like, man, I, I, I'll spend my time watching what people are doing mm-hmm. instead of actually doing yoga. I'm, I'm, I don't know. I guess I'm apprehensive about that. Like I went and met with this one lady that uh, she teaches a beginner's class. But the beginner's class at the, t- at the time didn't work for me time-wise. I guess it would now. But um, she was like, yeah. She's like, don't worry about it. She's like, I'll go through. I'll spend the first 15 minutes of class talking about the poses so that you have at least some ideas so you're not spending your time looking at what I'm doing. So she's like, until you get comfortable with that, then you can go on to do some of the other Yeah, you know, the other I classes. think everybody's yeah. like that. And you just kind of have to be consistent. Well, I mean, obviously, when you went in, you didn't know what the hell you were doing. And you picked up real fast so that 65-year-old women wouldn't be making fun of you. <laughs> uh, she was climbing. Remember, too, she was clowning me, just looking at me like, hey, hey, hey. yeah, you want, some, you want some water? I see you, I see you staring at my water bottle she over there. She called you muscles? So I see, yeah, she, yeah she, she goes, hey, muscles, I see you staring at my water bottle. I was like, <laughs> I was like dang, you're late for me. I want to at least get this off about yoga. One, one of the, um, um, having, having practiced for a while now, one of the coolest things about it is, um, is that it is a it is a um, you versus you practice. Mm-hmm. It, it it's and it, and and when you first start, like everything else, and like and a lot of things in our lives, you're you're kind of gauging yourself up of what's going on around you. Um, but yoga, the more you practice it, and the sooner you can get in the mode of it, it truly is your practice. I've been practicing for four years now, and there are times where. I get a little lightheaded or tired in class, and I stand my butt up and just towel off and take a deep breath and rest. The whole class is doing all kind of funky right. poses, whatever. I just take thirty seconds, like towel, towel off, and you yeah. know, listen. Yeah, yeah. And I don't care what it looks like or what anybody says or thinks or mm-hmm. like. I'm, like it's my practice. Right. And when you practice your yoga, like 
it is your practice. So like, if you ever feel like uncomfortable or weird or tired or like mm -hmm. I'm exhausted, I'm exhausted. Mm -hmm. Take a break. Yeah. Take yoga. Sit down. Stand yeah. up. Yeah. Walk out. Yeah. Go, I mean, like, like do you? It is your practice. That that social pressure of trying to conform to what's going on around you mm -hmm. only goes as deep as like, oh, oh, there I see the post. Yeah. Let me see if I can emulate that. But if you get tired or feel stressed, to be listen, chill out. Take a break. Right. Have a seat. Yeah. Just sit down. Chill. Yeah. I mean, yeah. go to the end of the class and you know walk out the do whatever you need to do. Like take a break. And then when you feel right, you want to get back into it. Get back into it. Like, yeah. but that's but that's but it took me like a year to to get that going in my head you know uh -huh. what i mean but like it is it's your practice it's something like if you're in a band you just you could just put your guitar down and head off stage for a minute i mean you can't do that right right but, but like in yoga Some you do. can in yoga you can just put your guitar down and you know go to the bathroom come back when you're ready pick it up and start playing again right. it, it's okay. a, it's cool that way so like yeah if, if you want to go man we'll go and um we'll do a non-heated class like at 5 30 right. in the afternoon or something like that and i'll go with you and we'll you know just it'll be It'll be cool, man. Plus, well, damn, I want to come now. And now, it'll, it'll, it'll also be like like four dudes and like thirty girls in there. I, but that's you know that's beside right. the point. That's why Rod really wants I'm to just say it. I could be done with that. I mean, I mean, if you're into that. <laughs> I need to do something, something for real for my back, and uh, like I just have. like I, I got a terrible back. I have for years. I love a good deep accidents. stretch, like uh, bad, bad hot posture, yoga playing class. drums for years and whatnot. Oh, right so so uh, I definitely uh, I need to do something. I'm getting to where like I mean it's it's kind of painful at times, mm -hmm. and, and, uh, and everyone in chiropractor was like, dude, you need to do some yoga. I don't have, I can't tell you. I, I'll tell you every time you come in. Yeah, you gotta go do yoga. Yeah, L five so. disc is it like lower back? A lower back, yeah. Yeah, man, I, I was L five too. I, I heard it my second year in the league, and um, um, and fought it for the last five years I played, and you know, I I was running, trying to run marathons, and uh, mm. the doctor said, dude, you're about to be fifty years old. Stop that running marathons with that bad back. Like, nope. go to go to yoga, and I was like, I, I'm not going to yoga, I, and I'm so glad I've gone to yoga. It's been, uh, it's 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 um between the flex the flexibility and the balance and the core strength like now my back feels great i mean i can i can play golf and play 18 holes and warm up for an hour and not be in pain after us which is nice. which is which is new i was just like you my back was crushed when i got done playing and uh mm -hmm. and um you a couple years of yoga man i'm telling you you'll be you'll feel like wow. you'll be you'll be you'll be thinking like when your back hurts you'll go oh oh yeah i forgot about the back hurts that's that's where i'm at now like huh. when it does hurt Three or four times a week when I get out of bed, I'm like, oh, pain in bed. I go, oh yeah, I forgot. I have a back problem. Like that's wow. that's where it goes. Okay. Yeah, man. Interesting. Yeah. You, you, we'll get connected and we'll we'll go. Feel okay. true. Yeah. yeah. Up down. Yeah, man. Field I can't do, I can't do the hot yet. Yeah, yeah. I, well, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll work up to that. Yeah, we'll do a cool. One. I'm just, listen, <laughs> ease in. I, I do want to do that, but I don't want to e kill myself listen, either. Listen, like. listen, ease in the yoga. So that's that's a, that's another thing people mistake people make. They go into like hot yoga at five thirty a.m. You don't want to start there, <laughs> really, really. I see people walking for the first time. I'm like, oh. Oh, newbie alert. I was like, oh. I go, I go, this is gonna go sideways. I go, you're in the wrong class, player. Yeah. You see that dude with the shorts down? Like, he played basketball for the Hornets in 1986. You know what I'm saying? Down, like, down, down past his knees. I'm like, you're in the wrong class, player. We got wristbands on. Mm -mm. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't for you. The best class, I love going to like a deep stretch yoga class. There's some like really good classes that you can go to and just, it's slow and like nobody's looking at you. It's exactly what you said. I mean, nobody's looking at you. It's all about you. So, yeah, deep search you have to go, Brandon. 
I'll try that. I'll come with deep you. Deep stretch, I'll do I that. Yeah. We all need to do awesome. that. Yeah, yeah deep yeah. stretch is great. I'll do yeah. that. Should I we love keep it. talking enough about it here in these last couple of weeks? I don't know. Why does he set up shop yeah. do it right here? I know. <laughs> Man, I love it. it was a set up. I was doing that for like, I did that for about uh, five or six weeks. I went to a deep stretch class over in Dilworth. And it was every uh, Friday night at like seven o'clock. Mm-hmm. And I would get off work and I'd go in there and I would literally, like you are just laying on these huge pillows, just doing mm-hmm. these long poses awesome. and just stretching. And like, you would leave and I mean, I would go home and sleep like a baby. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. you just mm. sleep so good. So, yeah, nice. we need to get back into it. I need to start coming, not at 5.30 in the morning. <laughs> right on. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's right when I'm like kind of rolling over. <laughs> <laughs> when, you, when you get back, let's, yeah. uh, let's, yeah, let's, let's set let's it up. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Ron, we really appreciate you taking the time, man, and coming and hang out with us today. Yes, thank appreciate you. Appreciate that. Thanks Been for looking forward you, to this. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm man. glad to know we're neighbors. Yeah. parking spot for the day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> appreciate right that. No worries. Tell your neighbors it's all good. <laughs> all right, well. So before you go, I know you've got a small business. Do you want to give that a little shout there? Oh, well, everybody know? Magnolia Installers. We yeah. uh, we install cabinets and countertops for multifamily developers. Nice. Um, anything over like four units we're interested in. And uh mm-hmm. And uh, if you ever need, uh, call on the show here or you can reach out to me But Magnolia Installers and uh, got a good little business and uh, nice. you know, we've got four or five jobs running in Charlotte right now nice. and, and um, some contracts coming up. We're in Raleigh. We finished a job in Atlanta, Savannah. So we're moving around a little bit. So it's, uh, very it's cool. good. Yeah. We'll spread the word on social media as well. Thank you, brother. I appreciate Absolutely, that. Absolutely, man. Thank you very much. Appreciate Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Thank yep. you. Well, cool. Thanks for coming by. Yep. And yeah. we'll, uh, we'll we talk to you real soon. Yeah. Thanks awesome. for having me. Thank, hey, thank, thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to take you up on that yoga offer. All right. Coming up after the break, we're going to listen to some of your voicemails. We told everybody this week to call in and tell us your favorite Panthers memory, whether it was a game or a player or a season or whatever it was. So we'll play some of those voicemails here in a little bit as well. And we'll talk about a festival, a couple of festivals coming up this weekend. If you're looking for a really cool music festival to go to, a lot of stuff going on around town. It's coming up next. It's the QC Confessional Podcast on RadioCharlotte.com. It's like being stuck in traffic on I-77. No, no. No, no, no. No, no, it's not like that at all. Hell no. Radio Charlotte. Welcome back to QC Confessional on RadioCharlotte.com. Big thanks to Rod Smith, the very first Carolina Panther in franchise history. Appreciate you taking the time to come and hang out with us here. <laughs> well, on the break, we're sitting here talking about uh, social media as well. There's a picture that Brandon posted uh, the other day that really cracked me up. He's just sitting there guzzling a bottle of wine. I think we've all had days like that. So fucking YouTube. funny. Megan put a, she put the bottle. I was like, hey, do you, can, me, can you give me a glass of wine? She's like, yeah, no problem. She puts a bottle on the table first, like waits for a minute to bring the glass, waits for a minute. I'm like, fuck this. I'm like, turn the bottle up. And she okay. comes and puts a glass down. She's like, baby, there's a glass right there. I was like, you're too late for that. Sorry. So she, took, she took a picture. You know, when turn. I first, I'm like scrolling through everything and when I first saw that, the first thing that popped in my mind is, why did he post a picture of Vince Vaughn? Uh, <laughs> that's funny. I actually uh, bailed him out of jail once. Oh, yeah? yeah? How much did that cost you? Uh, it didn't cost me anything. The producer of the movie I was working on took care of that. But that's, What movie are you working on? Uh, it was called Domestic Disturbance. It was uh, John Travolta. It was uh, Steve Buscemi and Vince Vaughn. I love Steve Buscemi. Mm. Dude, he's such a damn good actor. I think I can go ahead and tell this story. Uh, 99 percent of the time I'm hanging out with somebody that's really well known I mean I'm not going to say a word about it nobody's business but uh, this story is public knowledge and it happened a long time ago I mean you can google it and, and read all about it so it's it's out there but so I was working on the movie I was working uh, the radio station as well and uh, told them on the set I said hey you know I'm, I'm hosting this thing tonight three bands for three bucks a place called the Firebelly in Wilmington come on down when you're done when you wrap 
and we'll hang out and drink some beers and watch some music. And so Steve Buscemi, Vince Vaughn, and one of the writers came down, and everything was cool, man. And uh, there was a girl that was just hammered. That was a big Vince Vaughn fan and lost her shit. Like and, oh threw up God. or like no, went just, crazy? Just went fangirl crazy on Vince Vaughn. Oh my God, it's Vince Vaughn. And her drunk boyfriend didn't <laughs> like that very much. So he got up in his face and started a fight and the bar emptied. It was one of those where it's a downstairs bar down below the street level. So everybody went upstairs to the street. I got a radio station shirt on. I'm hosting the event. I'm like, I cannot go up there. I may lose my job. I can't be in the middle of that. So I'm the only one down there left in the bar at the time. A few minutes later, Steve Buscemi comes stumbling down the stairs and he's holding his head and his, his arm and says, call 911. The motherfucker had a knife. And the first oh thing that God, went through my what? mind was, oh my God, Reservoir Dogs. That's fucking all. Oh Holy my shit, God. this is real. No, this is real. And what had happened was uh, the fight just went ape shit up there on the street. A guy came over and stabbed Steve Buscemi, stabbed him in the side. He cut him from the top of his head to the bottom of his chin and filleted his arm. So he was gushing blood. When the fuck was this? This was in the 90s in Wilmington. Holy you shit. You can Google search it. It has the whole story uh, about the whole shit. thing on there. So Vince Vaughn sees the guy stab Steve Buscemi and goes over and starts just beating the fuck out of this guy. And that is when the cops showed up. Cops pull up and they see Vince Vaughn wailing on this guy. So they put him in the back of the car and he's off to jail. Uh, I had to call 911. An ambulance came, wrote to the uh, the hospital. He made me call the producer at 2 a.m. And I'm like, all right, one of your lead actors is fighting for his life in the ER. The other's in jail. First thing the guy says is, don't tell anybody. I'm on my way. <laughs> so he comes down. They stitched Steve Buscemi up. Luckily, if it had been just a little bit deeper right here, he would have been gone. Stop it. Luckily, he didn't. Um, Dude, so, that's a hell of a story. Yeah, so they were able to get him all patched up. So once he was stable and everything was good, we went over to the jail to bail uh, Vince Vaughn. Out. Why would they arrest him if he was beating the guy that was stabbing people? But that's what the cops saw. That uh, was when they pulled up. All they saw was him just beating yeah, the guy yeah. on the ground. So they threw him in the in the cop car. But I got a copy of his uh, police report, his arrest report, still somewhere around here. You need to frame that. Holy put that on the fuck. wall. Yeah. Did they at I, least I arrest it? the guy that had the knife? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They charged him with. Uh, uh, attempted murder. Oh, uh, damn. Yeah, so it was crazy, man. So I end up, uh, it's like 4.30, quarter to 5 in the morning. I finally get back to the radio station, and I'm covered in Steve Buscemi's blood. It's all over my white T-shirt. And the morning show guys had just gotten there. <laughs> and they know me, and they look at me, and they look around. They're not surprised. They're like, I don't even know what you did tonight, but we're not surprised. We don't want to know. And I told them, and they're like, bullshit. There's no way. Like that's that's like, always man, as crazy as Kid Rock bringing you home. Hospital and the hospital office. They're like, you fucking guys, full of shit. The next next day, I'm on the air in the afternoon, and I start getting calls from like hard copy and entertainment tonight. Hard copy. You know all of the yeah, all of those shows. Yeah. And I'm Geraldo Rivera. I'm denying everything. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, we know that you hosted that event. We know that you went to the hospital. We know. I was like, I don't know what you you're know talking nothing. about. Yeah, forget it. <laughs> Wrong bar. <laughs> um, so uh, they had to halt production there for a little bit um, because the the scarring was pretty bad. I mean, he was cut, you know, Jesus all Christ. the way around his face. So he went back to L.A. to to heal, and they went ahead and filmed the rest of the movie with John Travolta and, and all that stuff. Uh-huh. And he came back and did some reshoots <laughs> later. But if you what notice, domestic disturbance. Domestic disturbance. Yeah. No shit. That's, That's insane, man. Yeah. Is that guy still in jail? 
Uh, no, no, he's out. Shut up. Yeah, Crowding. Yeah. But that was nuts, man. That was one of those uh, one of those crazy ass nights. God. Wow. Yeah. Well, thanks, Rod, for Rod Smith coming in, man. That was awesome. Yeah, man, that was awesome. Rod is yeah, so awesome. he's such a great guy. And he has the. I mean, just like the story mm-hmm. you just told. He's got just great stories. I mean, that's why I love hanging. Mm-hmm. Every time I hang out with Rod, I. I'm so inspired and I always learn something from him. Like mm-hmm. he's just always into like these like great books or he'll be like, Jenna, did you listen to this podcast? And I'm like, no, you know, and yeah. it's just things that I would have never heard about. Yeah. And so yeah, yeah, he, you know, obviously the locker room stories that he'll tell, <laughs> those, those are good. I mean, it's like, you'll never hear that anywhere else. Right. I mean, he's just he's full of stories. He's a very inspiring person. Yeah. I noticed that with the first second he walked in the door, he just had this this yeah. energy about him. Well, you know, when I first met, first met him, uh, <laughs> I was going through kind of a, like a, a rough time, yeah, a rough yeah, patch yeah. or whatever. And, you know, I kind of said, you should be a life coach. Like, yeah, you're so inspiring. Absolutely. And he would like tell me, you know, because I always look at things as like a like, not like life's a game, mm-hmm. but like I always played sports growing up and I always would listen to my coaches. And uh, so, you know, Rod being who Rod is, you know, mm-hmm. it's like I would always listen to what Rod would say to me. And he just simplified it yeah, for me yeah, you know yeah, things yeah. that i would think were crazy you know are so stressful he would be like he always calls me gribble it's <laughs> like gribble it's like gribble 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 you got this you got this and i'm like all right rod you're right so yeah, yeah. i'm so glad he could come by absolutely he's, he's a busy guy but uh thanks for reaching out to him that's cool yeah, yeah, yeah. well he, he owes me a sushi date so nice. yeah so it looks like y'all are gonna go do hot yoga and yeah. go get sushi <laughs> i'm down man yeah you yeah, should definitely, definitely go a, i think i'm going to <clears throat> i'm getting into it there's a like i was i was saying earlier there's a uh a beginner type class and it's near uh, uh, near my house and mm-hmm. uh, this lady kind of got me sold on feel, feeling comfortable about it anyway mm-hmm. that uh, I think I'm going to go give that a shot and um, um, just learn some stuff before yeah. I get into yeah, it real yeah, deep yeah. and then but, but I need to my back is terrible well I'm telling you if you I'm ever, losing sleep over it so <laughs> if you ever want to go because I, I it's not that I have to go with somebody, but it's like, you know, nice when you can go with somebody, but there's a deep stretch class on mm-hmm. Friday nights. I'm telling you, it is like, I, the first time I went, I fell asleep in the class oh, shit. Oh, wow. because it was so relaxing. And I, I want to do that class. It's <laughs> like, yeah, I went in there and like, basically you're hugging like a life-size body pillow. Right? And like, I mean, I just, I went home that night and probably, I usually sleep like four or five hours a yeah, night. And I think that. that night I might've slept like seven or eight. Mm-hmm. And I just remember I got at home and all I wanted to do was take a shower and go straight to bed wow. and you know you got that good hard yes. sleep that yes. I, I never I get that, that. I never get that either yeah, ever so. I always got something twirled around in <laughs> the brain exactly. and you know I'll wake up at three and be like oh well yeah I know I'm like well I'm already awake I'll write this down yeah. and then I'll go back to bed <laughs> uh, I can do a little bit of work <laughs> two or three hours later yeah <laughs> Yeah. So, um, well, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. He was a lot of fun, man. He was that's, a lot of fun. That's awesome. I'm I enjoy hearing forward, stories like that. Looking forward to this Sunday with the whole, uh, the hall of honor induction ceremony that they're doing. First time in a long time, the Panthers are, have, have done that. And I think it's awesome. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I mentioned earlier, you know, we're playing the Jags yes. and, uh, so do you, do you guys think that it's coincidental that we're playing the Jags and the Jags were the other expansion team in 95? Did they plan that or, you know, that's something I didn't even think about. Of course, you're going to pick that out. You're going to notice that, uh, cause they were the, they were the only two expansion right. teams that year. Yeah, that's yeah, interesting. Yeah. That's so, a good question. I don't know. Huh. Tepper, can you hear me? Answer that question. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> I'm going to make I that hashtag trend. I think it's a very trend. wild coincidence. It could be. Really? Uh, you yeah. do? I think it's think? a very wild coincidence. But it's a pretty yeah. damn cool it's coincidence cool because one. those were the only two yeah. teams. Sometimes, hey, sometimes they just line up that way. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Yeah. It's yeah. fate. Yeah. We're going to win that game too. Yeah, we better. <laughs> we got some phone calls here. Some people called the tan line, 704 tan line, which is for all you lazy people, 704 826 <laughs> uh, You don't have your rotary phone? You mean I have to look at the keypad? Hey, <laughs> no. Well, see, the thing <laughs> is on our uh, Instagram pages and even on uh, the Radio Charlotte Facebook page there is a contact button on there. All you have to do is click that and it calls us automatically. It calls the voicemail. So you don't even have to touch, you know, any of the buttons on your phone if you don't For want to. For all you to. really lazy people. <laughs> and people honestly are kind of, you know, I don't want to dial all those numbers, you know. <laughs> There are people who, who like are that. these people. Uh, <laughs> I haven't dialed numbers since I had to do, use them for text messaging. Yeah, back um, in the flip phone days. Can you say Alexa call the tan line? <laughs> Alexa call the tan line. Alexa, Absolutely. Siri, whoever, somebody, <laughs> whoever you are. But yeah, it's a it's a voicemail box, so you're not calling us live. You're actually calling and leaving a message. So call us, man. Tell us your story. But yeah, we got to, we put something out on social media for people to uh, call in and tell us their favorite Panthers story, favorite Panthers memory, and had a few people call in so let's check that out here if i can make it work <laughs> man too many memories to select from but one of my favorites is when we started off the season and we were 11 and 0 after the cowboys game oh on yeah Thanksgiving day what an yeah, incredible was... season that was even though that we did win the super bowl but just being able to experience that and being able to go to the Thanksgiving Day game myself. Oh, wow. such an amazing time and experience and being with Panther fans and yeah. Cam doing his little scuba diving uh, celebration. <laughs> <laughs> uh, will be forever embedded in my memory. It's one of the best times. I, I, go Panthers. That is awesome. Yeah, that's, that's right. awesome. I remember that game. Cam oh, yeah. did the swim in the end zone. It was part <laughs> yes. of his end zone dance. That was such a good year. That that was the year that I think I went to I don't know maybe five or six away mm -hmm. games my mm -hmm. my Monday through Friday job suffered <laughs> tremendously that year um, but yeah I remember uh, that 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 end zone dance very well because he did the swim Which was, was the game we, we beat the Patriots at home and it was a yes, it was a it was Sunday a night Monday, game. Monday night it was football. Monday, that's right. Yes. It was Monday night football. Yes. So my buddy and I were at that game. Oh, and uh, was it really cold? Was it the really 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 it was cold? cold. It, was, it was like yeah. twenty one degrees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was at that game. And we were we were our seats were like eight or nine you know, rows up from mm -hmm. uh, from the field, and we were kind of next to where um, uh, you, you know to go into the locker rooms. And Tom Brady was pissed. Oh yes, he was. He was pissed, and he yeah. was. We literally was we 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 sat there. We heard him run off the field. Cussing that ref, <laughs> yes. like I mean, like what do you got it? Yeah, th this yeah. is Cam, this is Cam, Cam doing said. the swim. Oh, doing the swim. The, yeah, yeah, that was uh, Thanksgiving Day, two thousand and fifteen. Yeah, we were, yeah, that was uh, God. Uh, they threw three interceptions at that game. We won thirty-three to fourteen. <laughs> yeah, but I remember being like, "Did he just do the swim?" <laughs> <laughs> that is insane. Yeah. yeah. I like those uniforms. I like the teal uniforms. Was that the game where uh, Thomas Davis kind of took out Tony Romo and that was kind of his? Yeah, Tony, yeah, Tony threw Tony. Uh, three interceptions yeah. that game. And uh, God, that was, that was such a good game, man. Yeah, that would have been a was. great time to be in Dallas. Oh, I know. <laughs> Sounds like she wins. That's pretty yeah. cool. Nice. Yeah. That's a good one to go to. 
All right, what's next here? Oh, shit. Favorite memory? <laughs> I thought it was a favorite memory from the last game. My bad. That's my ADD kicking in. Well, anyways, my favorite memory of the last game was Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> Sorry, that's the alcohol talking. Christian McCaffrey double tapping the ball to himself, uh, laying right? out, catching it, sliding across the first down. That shit was fucking awesome. <laughs> kitchen, kitchen McCafferty is kitchen. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> hey man, been there, been there. Oh, that is awesome. Yeah, there's. I mean, I, I I've probably been to. I don't know if I could pick like a favorite. I want to say. I mean. 2015 was such a damn good year. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Especially, yeah. One that I'll always remember um, was uh, a couple of years before that against the Saints. We were playing the Saints. It was the last regular season home game. Uh, and it was the game to win the division, and we were behind, and it was, uh, I think, about a minute and a half left. I was sitting there lower level thinking to myself, are we going to win this game? And then it was it was so weird because I was soaking wet. That was a game that we had such a torrential downpour that there, there was like a river coming down the stands, and I was soaked from head to toe, but nobody cared at that point. But Cam, got the, we got the ball back, and within a minute and a half, came all the way down the field uh, to win the game right at the end of the game, to beat the Saints, to win the division, and to go on. And that was just fucking amazing. So I know I remember that game exactly yeah. because that was the catch that Dominic Hickson caught. And yes. there is the reason I remember yes. this is because when I did a story on the, uh, the Spanish commentators, mm-hmm. that is one of my top favorite plays that the Spanish yes. to- commentators – uh, do because they just keep going Hickson, 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 and he catches mind. it. And it's like, yeah, it's. I mean, they go crazy, but that was an awesome game. I love that. Yeah, there was another one. Um, it was uh, another Monday Night Football game that might have been uh, the Super Bowl year that we had. We played the Colts. Monday night, again, it was cold. It was raining. We were drenched from head to toe. It went into overtime, and we ended up winning by a field goal. Might have been double overtime. Was I that the one where Gano kicked the yes. field goal? Yeah, yeah I remember. We were, yeah, that was Y'all the, got some good-ass memories. Yeah, that was it. I remember we were with our friends from Canada. <laughs> yeah. They were in town, oh, wow. and we were sitting with Manitoba. the Roaring Ride. Yeah, the Manitoba. Jeff and Megan were in town, and uh, we were sitting with the Roaring Ride in the upper level, and Gano hit that damn field goal. Oh Jeff ripped his shirt off. <laughs> so I was like, it's freezing, but he's from yeah, Manitoba. Cold it was night. so cold, but yeah, that was that was uh, yeah. Gano nah, saved the day amazing. on that one. I just, so you, I just caught a glimpse of your London hat. Yeah, mm-hmm. man, rocking mm-hmm. my London hat tonight. Mm-hmm. This time next week, yeah, I'll be <laughs> hopefully packed by then. <laughs> All right, let's see here. Hey, Ren, hey. it's Angela from Charlotte. I just wanted to say there's too many Panther memories to choose from, but probably my favorite memory is moving to Charlotte the year that. First year, we went to the Super Bowl. Mm. The excitement the city had, just the way that everything was moving here. It was so amazing and awesome, and it felt so great. And that was the first year I lived in Charlotte. And just remembering how enthusiastic all of the the crowd was and all of the fans, I just never forget that. And to this day, it has continued to make me a Panther fan. And to be Black and blue to the day I die. <laughs> Black and blue, baby. Love it. Love <laughs> it. Oh, yeah. 
What year was that? I, I can't even remember, man. There's been so many. They all kind of blur together sometimes. Yeah, I can't. I still can't believe it's been 25 year. years, man. I know. That's man. a long time. That's like my longest. My longest relationship is with my seat at Bank of America Stadium. <laughs> yeah. That's hot. Section 112. What up? That's my section. <laughs> I've been sitting in that seat since I was in high school. Yeah. So. Wow. God, 25 years. Take me to a game. Uh, that's like what Rod's... Yeah. <laughs> come on. Let's go. Uh, that's like Rod's saying tonight. Yeah. Like, I mean, Rod's going to be 50 in March. Yeah. I mean, and he came to Carolina, yeah. like, in his early 20s. Yeah. I mean, I mean or 25. Um, but God, that's... I just cannot believe that that's, like, flown by. Yeah. That quick. It's time for us to get a It Super doesn't Bowl. seem that long ago that I was, like, I was sitting out there watching that stadium be built. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, like, we, we spent four-wheeling in it. I remember... So, in high school, I had a 76 Bronco, and uh, I had some that's 33... Awesome. I had some 33s on that with some Simpson <laughs> racing belts. Yeah, like, dude, I, I was, like, into that big time. And so, this guy calls me up, and he had a 69 Bronco. And so, he said, hey, there's a big pile of dirt down on Moorhead. He's like, you want to go, like, tear some shit up? And I was like, yeah. all right, let's go. So, we came down here, and, uh, I mean, we we had a lot of fun that night. We got oh, some bad. beers and well, I shouldn't say that, but you know, we came down. And we had some adult apple juice, and um, yeah, we came down and had a good old time. And uh, but yeah, it was a huge mound of dirt, like mm-hmm. huge. Do you remember that? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, and then they like built a stadium time there. Time flies, man. Yeah, <laughs> time flies had so some good, quickly. Good times. Twenty five years like that. Yep. yep. So Sunday, I'm I'm really looking forward to Sunday. I'm, I'm interested to see like they always do such a good presentation and yeah. uh, hopefully it's not going to be hot as hell. Mm-hmm. So uh, the game last weekend, I was looking at all the pictures online and uh, I completely forgot that they're in a domed stadium. But I was looking uh-huh. at the weather in Texas yeah. and I was like, God, it's ninety degrees. It's so right. hot there. And they're like, yeah. we're in a dome stadium. Y'all need to get with it. And I was like, oh shit. Um, but I mean, I mean, I, I've been to that stadium before. Yeah. Yeah. Do you? I mean, do you like? So I've been to a couple of stadiums that are mm-hmm. domed, and I mean. <laughs> Honestly, like obviously, I hated at the season opener mm-hmm. being so hot because I was about to mm-hmm. pass out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, I kind of feel like it's just part of football. Sure like it is. go and stand mm-hmm. in the. Th- so you know they're talking about. I mean, I like it. I prefer it to be cold. Mm-hmm. For to, for me. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I, I think that's just part of football. Is like going and standing in the rain or going and being yeah. in the cold mm-hmm. or being in the hot or whatever. But. um yeah, I've heard a lot of people say, yeah, I'm, I'm a real big fan. I wish, you know, that we had a dome. I mean, because you have to have a dome stadium if you want to have yeah, a Super Bowl. Yeah, Super Bowl yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Um, we want a Super Bowl. So yes, I guess we do. maybe they can open that up. But I, you know, I don't know. I mean, it, it's... All right, that's I'm done. undertaking. Yeah. <laughs> that's a big one. Well, hey Panthers, if uh, you need anybody to build a stadium, I know a really good architect firm, yeah. <laughs> and we build stadiums. That is Shout really out Jingus Beer. Really? Yeah, yeah, so we just did uh, Jingus Beer. Just did the or uh, well, they're finishing up on the health and wellness center up at UNCC. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're doing the uh, courthouse. We're doing, it, we're doing the courthouse. federal courthouse. Yeah. Y'all have federal clearance. Can y'all believe that? I walked by that today. <laughs> Uh, I think they're doing a, well, I know they're doing a stadium. Of they gave you up. federal clearance? Yeah, dude, I was mm. nervous. Yeah, Sunday. I'm really looking forward to Sunday, but I'm really looking forward to the next Sunday. Oh, mm-hmm. I know, man. Is it home or away this weekend? It's home. <laughs> I thought you were going to say in London. I'm like, yeah, I'm flying no. over to London. No, this uh, they're this doing the Hall of Honor ceremony for the, well, I want to go. For the play. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be good. Let's go. I don't know if we got, do I, do I do anything Sunday? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> maybe we, we'll hit Rod up for his ticket. Sorry, think about that. <laughs> Rod, give me some tickets. Like I said, uh, Rod. No. Yeah, no. <laughs> It'd be fun. Um, yeah. Hell, even if I just even if I went to tailgate for a little bit, then we could watch on TV. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My name's on the stadium. <laughs> oh yeah, you own one of the bricks. Oh yeah, I am. Nice. My original PSL owner. Heck yeah, man. Uh, it's like having a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. I don't have have a you ever lot. gone? To, have you found it? You heard that? Yeah, no, exactly.
exactly where it is. I've climbed up on that panther many a times. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, awesome. yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah Usually but, at night, we're on non-game days. <laughs> I, do wanna, I do want to climb. I, one night, I am going to climb up and get on uh, Jerry's shoulders. One night. Nice. One night. Yes. A little more Dixie vodka. Yeah, a little bit more Dixie vodka, but it will happen. We can make it happen tonight if you want to. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just right around the corner, man. Send you off to, 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 to London in style. Challenge accepted. <laughs> All right, one more phone call here real quick. All right, so I'm calling back now that I know the scenario. <laughs> my favorite memory is easy. It's not a single memory. It's the fact that me and my brothers, every Christmas, our Christmas present each other, is we get together and we go watch a Panthers game. I don't give a shit if they're losing, if they're winning. <laughs> right. It doesn't matter. We get together, we have a good time, and we cheer on the Panthers, and we have a blast, and you can't beat family, friends, and the Panthers. Our home team, baby. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's good stuff. That's, I fucking love that. That's awesome. That's what I relate to the Panthers, too. I mean, yeah. probably my best memory is like... Uh, the year that we went to the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. we went to the playoffs. I was there, you know, uh, with my mom mm-hmm. and my my family. And uh, I mean, I, when they got out there and gave this speech, I mean, like you say, we've been going to the games our whole lives. Uh, my mom, you know, was sick with cancer for like the past five years, but yeah. she would be like, if I can walk to the stadium, I'm going to the game. Yes. And I remember standing in there, it was like 25 years. And I mean, I, I saw grown men crying. Yeah. Like it was very emotional yeah. because I, I think that, you know, Panthers fans are just so loyal and it's, you know, I keep feeling like it's Goonies. I'm like, it's our time. It's our time. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, I, I who knows what's going to happen with this season? Yeah. I mean, I'm on my toes, though. I'm, I'm watching. Yeah. I know. I'm excited, man. Yeah. This, this, the last two weeks have been really fun to watch. Yeah. Really fun to watch. I just always love seeing, like, somebody, the underdog, yep. I guess. You know oh, I mean? Yeah. This guy's filling in for yeah. Cam while Cam's recouping. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he's got a lot of weight on his shoulders. Doing, he's doing his job, he though. Is. He's doing good under pressure. Yeah. And uh, I don't care if it's ugly. You know, win's a win. Yeah. Hey, like we said last week, you, 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 can, you can tell that there's excitement and, like, there's fire in their eyes yeah, again like exactly. it was it's fun you know that was missed yeah, yeah. he's missed. like hey watch this yeah yeah <laughs> yeah you can tell that, that defensive line too is like yeah we, we're gonna do our job so yeah. he can he's you know he's he needs a little room to, just, to do his so. there's just like a really good rhythm like yeah. it just feels like yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just you know i don't know so i'm, I'm hoping we're gonna bring a, a, a win home uh from london i think so I, I'm, I'm i think so yeah i'm feeling it I want to say uh, I want to give a shout out to some of these Roaring Riot uh, chapters out there too. It's amazing that you have a team like the Carolina Panthers, twenty five seasons in, uh, but there are chapters of fans in every single state, yeah, and even around the world. So That's reach crazy out to, to uh, the the German chapter. <laughs> they actually have their own uh, Carolina Panthers podcast called Keep Talking. That's awesome. Oh. Hashtag Keep Talking. So check them out. Big Panthers fans over there in Germany. They just had uh, Oktoberfest in yes. Germany. Buddy <laughs> nice. just got back. Nice. Uh, yeah, they've got, you know, Zach's got, uh, he's got little chapters all over. Now, Everybody. I want to say, we're, we're, we're going to have him on the show, I think, mm-hmm. in a couple of weeks yeah. uh, after we survive London. And, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, when he started that, it was just, you know, a small, it was so mm. small. And, like, just to see it grow like that. And they've got a chapter in Russia, which I think is That's hysterical. Crazy. Wow. Yeah. So we've, he's got a chapter in Australia. I mean, he's got yeah. chapters all over the U.S. But um, just to see that and to know, like, if you're mm. traveling, I was so tempted when I went to Greece to go see if they had a chapter there. Oh, I wow. don't think they do, yeah. but I do know in London they they have a yes. chapter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, so yeah. Cool to, I reached out to, to some of them uh, this week to let them know what we were doing here, see if they wanted to, to give the tan line a call. 
call and talk about their favorite Panthers memories. And it's so cool talking to these Panthers fans that are all over the world, man. It's amazing. Were they people that were from the Carolinas that lit? Or do you, did you like? It's a combination of people that uh, either from Charlotte and moved or were in the Carolinas. And yeah. then other people, I guess, brought in their friends and they made it a thing. So there are a lot of uh, like in the, the, the German chapter, uh, a lot of Germans that are out there. <laughs> so and friends were friends with Panthers fans and thought, of, oh, yeah. this is such a cool thing. This is so much fun to do. And it just started to grow. Yeah. I remember uh, when Zach first started that, him telling me about going out to Denver and mm-hmm. he was like, Jenna, he's like, it's so crazy. He's like, it's a bar out there called Shelby's. Mm-hmm. And it's, I, I think he said it was like a bunch of people from Charlotte that had moved out there for yeah. work, but they were still, you know, loyal to the Panthers. And he said, you know, they've got every week, they've got their rituals. They sit in these, you know, their same right. spot and they do this and they have these chants and they're just, you know, loyal fans. Yeah. And um, I think that's so cool. I know. I mean, I love it. I didn't realize it was like that widespread like that. Yeah. That's yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah. And there are, there are several of them. I know the, a lot of the guys from the, the German riot out there are going to the, the London game. Yeah. So they'll be out there as well. Yeah. I'm pumped about that. So mm-hmm. uh, never know who you're going to see. I know a lot of people that are going too that are not mm-hmm. with the riot and, mm-hmm. you know, they're going over there. So, I mean, there's going to be a lot of, yeah. uh, and from what I heard from uh, the Houston game and what mm-hmm. I saw on Twitter and stuff, mm-hmm. there was a very big yes, Panthers presence at that yeah. game. You can hear uh, Luke Keekley makes a tackle and you yeah, hear, hear Luke, Luke echo yeah, through yeah. that energy stadium. I was that too on Sunday. I was yeah. like, man, there's a lot of yeah. Panthers fans yeah. at this game because you would think there were, there were you know, certain plays that would happen that you would hear, you know, they were either you know, the Panthers would do something, you know, score or, or mm-hmm. make a break a great play, and you're expecting to either hear no noise or booze, right. yeah. and you hear cheers. I'm like, yeah. oh yep. shit, yep. Yep. Like, yep. yeah. And for them to bring, you know, there's nothing better than to bring him a win on the road. So, yeah. like, yeah. Uh, especially, <laughs> <laughs> especially in Houston. I haven't gone to any Texas of the, uh, toast. Yeah, Texas toast. I've been a member of the Roaring Riot for several years now because of you, Jenna. By the way, thank you're, you. Uh, I'm an influencer. Your social media, you are your your social media post. <laughs> do you riot? Hashtag Do you riot? <laughs> you know, and I'm like, oh man, this looks like a lot of fun. So I uh, I joined yeah. uh, because of that. It's a lot of fun but, if you don't have to get up and go to work on. Monday. Right. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> I've never been to an away game though, but uh, it's it's amazing how many people do go. And the first uh, first instance of this that I saw that blew my fucking mind was when you guys went down that Super Bowl season, the first game to Jacksonville. Yeah, all the pools were filled up. All the commercial breaks, you saw Carolina Panthers fans in stands. I mean, that game was just, it was a Panthers home game yeah. in Jacksonville. That, uh, that whole that whole season was so magical and like just crazy because like say, Zach had just started the Roaring Riot. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's funny though, one of the uh, one of the coaches for the Jags actually mm-hmm. went to Myers Park High School. Really? And he reaches out to me. He's like, hey, hey, Jenna, I heard you're in town, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to leave you some field passes at the front gate. I was like, really? I'm like, wait, hold up. A kid from Myers Park is coaching for the Jacksonville Jags. What? <laughs> so we go down there and we get like, uh, this is when Danny Morrison was still with the Panthers and we go down there and he left us some field. Pa- I mean, we just had like the best time. And then on top of it to bring a win home. And I felt like all of Charlotte was down there. I want to yes. say about uh, 600 people went maybe. It was a lot. It was a lot of people. And that was the first time that Cam ever acknowledged us. He like came That's over true. to where the people That's were true. in the stands. Yeah. And, you know, it was like, and I think like a week later he posted something like, you know, mm-hmm. I hear you. Yeah. We hear you. And yeah. people in Charlotte were like, we that. can hear y'all on television. Yeah, like We're in the pools like cheering. <laughs> and there were way more Panthers we were, fans in there than there were, you know, Jack's fans. 
fan. So yeah, that was a hey, but that was a damn long drive home on Monday. Oh, I, I thought I was gonna die. Twelve hours, jeez. Oh. That uh, we were at uh, a bunch of us were at Corner Pub that day watching, and the whole bar is just absolutely slam packed with Panthers fans, yeah. and that's the one thing that that we all saw and everybody kept pointing out going into the commercial break is oh my god look at all the panthers fans yeah. <laughs> it's like a panthers home game in jacksonville yeah it was really cool we uh we had uh, braylon was down there yep. we had yep, uh yep, yep. cullen jones the, the olympic swimmer was down there yeah. him and braylon had a dance off That's and awesome. uh yeah it was a, it was it was just a, a a perfect game and a perfect yeah. uh kickoff game to like the best season we've ever exactly. had exactly i mean yeah. we had no idea that that was gonna because no. i remember no. that was that was the year uh we had kelvin benjamin that yep. you know yep we don't even need to talk about him yep so. yep next <laughs> next <laughs> well that's awesome man looking forward to the game this weekend uh we're also doing something on saturday it's gonna be we pretty cool are. i've been looking forward to this mm-hmm. for a while uh now before we talk about the hops and hogs uh festival that we're doing uh let's talk a little bit about some hogs because brandon oh he's shit. been talking about bringing in food for uh. a long time now we give him shit because he never does i always well, come in hungry and he it's never only been six me. weeks well today <laughs> He brought in some barbecue. He made up for it tonight. Oh my god! You I can love see some it barbecue. all over uh, Instagram as well. Mm-hmm. I'm particular about some barbecue. Yes, and I would like it noted here that uh, Brandon, if your wife is listening, uh, your husband is very patient. First of all, he fly fishes. Okay, you've got to be <laughs> right. patient as hell. So, wait, wait, slow down. And say that one more time. <laughs> so one Megan, time. Brandon is very, very patient. He's dealing with me first of all, so you know he's got to be patient. For that. <laughs> I'm gonna need a time stamp on that so I can let her <laughs> make sure she hears that. <laughs> he fly fishes. You've got to be so patient. To <laughs> Fish. And then he's over here making barbecue that you have yeah. to tend to for like eight yeah. hours. Yeah. I don't do anything mm-hmm. besides work for eight. I mean, like eight hours cooking a piece of meat. You hear that, baby? <laughs> Patience. 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 Yeah. I mean, it's, it might be selective patience. But it's like, yeah, there you go. There's your fucking outro song right there. Was that the beginning of Guns N' Roses? <laughs> yeah, that's that was damn pretty good. I was like, God, what's up, Axel? It's called Patience. Yeah, I got it. Hey, I'm a little slow, buddy. A little slow. Jesus Christ. Um, man, thank you for bringing that in tonight. That was, was awesome. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm really, really good with now the Now I got to figure out something What you going to bring next week? week? Oh, shit. Don't no, know. don't bring it next week. I won't be here. Uh, oh, that's right. No, you'll be here. Yeah, next week. Oh, wait. We're doing one more. I'm going to squeeze. God, I know. I'm all mixed up. Sorry. Girl, I'm a logistics pro. Some I got your, right I got your schedule. Oh, no. you can I you keep you. up with me? I, can, I, I, can, I keep up with a lot of people. I can barely keep up with myself. I keep up with a lot of people. I can't keep up with my own ass, but I keep up with a lot of people. <laughs> I'm like, wait, where am I supposed to be? I need an agent. I don't know where I'm supposed to be. I'm like, what? Um, but yeah, Saturday, I'm really, really, really I looking forward wait. to Saturday. Our good friends, Casca Sun, yes. are opening up. We're going to have some beers and yes. some barbecue. Yes. And uh, so... Uh, what is the, what is the lineup? So Casca Sun's kicking it off. So yes. if you guys are planning on coming, they get out there noon. early. Yeah. It's going to be a nice, beautiful Carolina day. And I talked to Dan today, and he said they have something special planned for that show too. So make sure you get out there and see that. Yeah, it's right. going to be fun. After him, or after them, is a guy named uh, Brett Wiscons. He's been reaching out to us as well. He's pretty good, man. He's kicking off his uh, his newer new nationwide tour there at um, Hops and Hogs Fest. So we're going to be hanging out with him a little bit, too, and uh, talking to him. We're going to do a little interview, some video stuff with him as well. Um, going to be hanging out with Tonic as, as well. Going to do an interview with them and some video stuff. And uh, then, of course, uh, you have Puddle of Mud, Vertical Horizon, Fuel, 
Uh, and Sister Hazel also. So it's going to be a good time. Uh, this is, killer, like, yeah, it's going to be a killer lineup. lineup. Yeah. This is going to be taking me back to my like really? high school, no, college man. years. Yeah. <laughs> but I remember the first time I saw Sister Hazel, it was back when they used to, Kid Rock actually played in this gravel parking lot that was over here before these condos were here. Oh, yeah. Over on First Street. Huh. Yeah. Or one yeah. of the best of the Carolina Music Fest. Yeah, Carolina or Music or Fest. Fest or yeah. something like that, yeah. And uh, yeah. that was the first time I saw them and I'm pumped. Yeah. It's going to be, be, be a good show. Yeah. Really That's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see if he shows up on time. <laughs> he, he better. He's been, he's been a good boy lately. He has. He has. <laughs> Didn't you say you had a puddle of mud story? Yeah, yeah, I got a little one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, tell, so, the, tell it. So when I was in a band, this is like in 2001 or two. I can't remember what it was. We were, he was, uh, we were opening for him. Uh, the House of Blues show. Of Blues. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the um the, the tour manager comes up to me like we're getting ready we hadn't seen wes all day and uh the band's there and the band was kind of a weird mood you know sound check was kind of weird no wes was like, you know, i didn't think much about it we kind of mind our own business and whatnot tour manager comes up to me and like we're getting ready like we're like getting ready to walk out on stage and he goes uh hey man so you uh you've got a um a 30 minute set <laughs> yep i'm where um my guy's not here <laughs> All right. And he's like, he's missed his first flight out of New York. I was like, okay. And he's like, he's probably going to miss his second one too. I was like, okay. I was like, so what time's that put him here? He's like, well, if he misses the second one and gets on the third one, it's going to put him landing about the time that you're going to be coming off. I was like, okay. He's like, so can you extend for about 15 minutes to get him some time to get from the airport to get to, to the venue? Um. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, but here's what I don't want to happen. I don't want you to come up to me, you know, or to give me a signal from side of the stage and have me cut my set when I'm planning on a 45. Right. And I have I have a 15 minute way I want to wrap this up. I was like, so if you can just give me a heads up, you know, that'd be good. He's like, well, how long can you go? I was like, I mean, I can go an hour. I can go an hour and 15 That's minutes. That's what she said. I was like, what? Yeah, there Fuck, I fucking knew that was coming. Boom. I knew that was coming. <laughs> hey, you got me one on the, on the five. I can get you one. That's a real, I'll give you that one. So he, uh, he, he um, I was like, just stand on the side of the stage. When we come up to the end, give me a heads up, a thumbs up, thumbs down. Let me know, hey, it's good or it's not. So he says, uh, okay, no problem. So come up to, we should be wrapping up our set, you know, at, uh, in, you know in, in like 10 minutes. And he gives me a thumbs down, keep going, no problem. So we're going to 45 at this point. So we're coming up to about 10 minutes before the 45 minutes set. It's over. I look at him and he gives me a thumbs up. I was like, perfect. Wrap up the show, walk off stage, pour and sweat, and it wet, and we meet at the door, at the back door, you know, coming in. <laughs> so Wes comes in. He's wearing a Hawaiian shirt, jeans, and a trucker hat. I'll never forget that, man. Like, he's, nice, for, nice and, for you to show up. Yeah, and like aviators, and it's nighttime. And he walks in. He's like, hey, man, where's the dress room? I was like, uh, follow us. We're going up there right now. So we go upstairs. He jumps in, drops the stuff, never changes clothes. <laughs> I hear some screaming, some yelling between him and the band. And uh, they, um, they were on within like, 20, 25 minutes, something like that. Great show. It was, that's a, yeah. that's a typical rock and roll show yeah, right there. Yeah, it was there. nothing wrong. I mean, the show was great. So. I remember that show. Amy and I came down yeah, and saw man. you guys play. I'm like, damn, Brendan's up at a house of blues. Hell yeah. Was that the picture we you went, sent the other day? Yeah. No, that no, was from, the, that's that was from a different, Amos's. No, that was from, uh, so we used to do the Founders Hall at the okay. sometimes at the house. It was like the spike uh, yeah, yeah, where yeah. the small restaurant, during the yeah, winter time. Yeah, 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 yeah. If okay. we would just, we would just okay. do that stuff on our yeah. own. But like yeah. the big hall, we would do like for nationals and, and uh, things like that. I was a really, really big fan of Brandon's band when he was in Bridge. Like we would, um, we would, uh, we were band aids. We'd follow them around. <laughs> we're like, hell yeah, these are our friends. And they were like, they were y'all play a show at like Amos's. Yeah. And but when you guys got the show at um, House of Blues, I was like, all right, we're going to the beach. 
And yeah, damn good time was had oh, that weekend. Yeah, they used to keep us down there on a, like, on a regular rotation. It's all about That's my awesome. wife. She was the merch girl and chased me around. I'm totally kidding. Totally kidding. <laughs> <laughs> totally kidding. There would, what was the place? We would always end up at uh, what? Crazy yeah. Horse? Oh my God. After yeah. party? Oh, uh, the dollhouse. The dollhouse. Either one, man. God. I'm like, I'm here for the late night the breakfast. After deck. <laughs> <laughs> Late God. night breakfast. Oh my God! I you said after dick. Yeah. After <laughs> well, dick. that too. <laughs> uh, yeah, but we had, we had a good time. I mean, God, we were like what? In, I think we were freshmen in like college. Mm. Uh, maybe so ninety. So two thousand. That's one. I was probably. Oh, so when you had your uh, one, you had your bleach hair and spiked it up and <laughs> man I've been digging for pictures of Brandon I just don't tag Brandon or either Brandon untags himself in all the pictures that I have because he's I'll, like I'll don't tag some, me Jenna yeah I'll do some self incriminating pictures up hey, for you I've got I've got throwaway cameras with Brandon stuff like actual printed out from like oh, wow. Wolf camera I have yeah. banker boxes yeah. full of that I, I was looking camera. through the other day I, I have a bag of throwaway cameras that I. <laughs> wow. I'm a too poor. Well, I'm not too poor, but I'm, I, I just don't go. Same here. But I'm I like, I don't even know if I want to see what's on here. Oh, you got to know, man. Know. You better do it so quick curious. before they don't develop that kind of exactly. shit anymore. It's going to be like ancient. They'll they're going to be like. They'll have no process They're going to be like, you got to get your own darker. Or it's going to be so expensive that you yeah. can't do it by that point because it's no I other. never print anything. Yeah. But yeah, I do have some good pictures of, uh, found some good pictures. Well, every time I would go see Brandon, it would usually be in the club and you could, or the strip club and you couldn't take a damn picture in there. So I'd be like, no, no cameras. I'm like. I'm not taking pictures of that. I'm taking pictures right. of us. But, oh, that's um, awesome. Yeah. So anyway, this weekend is going to be awesome. I Hopefully they'll be on time. And, yeah. uh, and I, talk to to, uh, I like collective soul a lot. I'm going to try to make it out. I at least want to catch them. Yeah. yeah. They're Come good. Come on man. out. Get some barbecue They're with good. us. And uh, yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Talked to the promoters uh, the other day and they were telling me that uh, there are very few tickets left. That this week... There's been a real big uh, run on what's left. So. Well, they sold out their VIP like yeah, immediately, yeah, and yeah. then I saw that like their um, GA tickets went down to like twenty bucks. And I mean, mm -hmm. that's a pretty mm -hmm. solid. I mean, even if you're not familiar with those bands, yeah. those bands are all solid, and they're you know, and of course you know, I think Cascasun is. I mean, I, oh, yeah. I'm so excited they're opening up. I'm so excited that they're having you know some local guys open up. Yeah, with, yeah. you know. So. And they've got a lot of actually. There's a lot of music stuff happening this weekend. Now I'm mm -hmm. thinking about it. So there's Hops and Hogs. Mm -hmm. There's the Breakaway Festival. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, Is that this weekend? God, yeah, it's man. early yeah. this year. Yeah, there's Breakaway Festival. Um, I think Future headlines Friday night. I think I looked at the lineup there for Breakaway, and I'm uh, you know. Yeah. old because I only think I knew one person on <laughs> yeah. there was it Cascade is, is Cascade is that who it is I think so yeah I've yeah. seen him numerous times he's amazing that would be I would love to see him but everybody else is you know Lil whatever and oh yeah. yeah there's uh yeah. Taking Back Sunday for two days yeah I saw that. right Friday and Saturday yeah, man. right yeah, yeah. Thur uh, no, no, th uh, Thursday and Friday Thursday and Friday yeah, Thursday okay. and Friday Taking Back I guess they're doing so apparently they're going to flip a coin yes I saw that video on, a Friday, cool. on Thursday night and they're going to decide which show is going to be which which album yeah. I guess yeah, yeah, yeah. so um, wait they're going to play like their whole album or I don't know if it's the whole album I, I assume so because they're going to flip the coin and, and yeah they're going to they're going to choose the Fillmore Okay. So it's the Fillmore Thursday and Friday. Can you help me up with some tickets? <laughs> you know where I can get some tickets? <laughs> Might know somebody. Might know somebody. But, um, and then there's the Carolina Uprising Festival up at yes. Rowan County Fairgrounds, which is like, uh, I think Jeff Hardy's headlining in one of the nights, uh -huh. but it's like it's like 50 yeah. local or regional yeah, yeah, yeah. bands. Yeah. What? 
what? Yeah, man. This has been in works for a while. So yes. it's like, it's on, that's Saturday and Sunday? Mm-hmm. Is it the 4th yeah. or the 5th? Yep, Saturday and Sunday. And the, yeah, I'm sorry, Friday and, Friday and Saturday, October 4th and 5th at the Rowan County Fairgrounds. I mean, it's stacked and loaded. Yeah, um, October always flies by. I mean, like, I know, like say, I'm going to be out of the country, and then I come back, I go yeah. to Bridge Day up in West Virginia, and then, oh, there you go. then it's Halloween, and... Uh, yeah, they've got... Jesus, man, look at this lineup of bands on here. Like, it's, it's, it's an uprising 2019 lineup. Uh, I mean, I'll just name off Broken Testimony. There's, I mean, it's a lot, largely a, a more of a metal, like mm-hmm. hard rock and metal, 50 watt, uh, 50 watt freight train, something clever. Johnny's a stant. Oh, that's right. That's mm-hmm. the kid that you, uh, yeah, you guys yeah, yeah, yeah. like. So 14, is he 14? 15, 15, I think. Yeah, he's playing it. That um, kid is going to be Jeff Hardy, huge. which he's a wrestler, right? He wants like, to come on the show, too. I want to have Johnny. him on the show. We'll, yeah, we we'll get see. him on there. He's that kid is a, cool do you know, after we went and saw him, I had a, a guy that I work with. He came up to me and he was like, I saw your post on Instagram. He's like, that kid goes to school with my son or oh, wow. went to school oh, with really? my son. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, he has been like that talented. Yeah. You know, he's, he's like, you know, uh, but I was like, God, that I cannot believe he's not been signed by somebody. Well, he was up in New York this past week. Yep, really? He sure was. What? Well, what was he we'll doing? Talk, we'll talk more about that there. another time. Yeah. All right. Well, we we do need to get him on the show because he is going. Somebody's going to sign him, and he's going to be gone. Yes. Yeah. You Quickly. need to go see if you if you're if you're not going to one of the many many music things this weekend. <laughs> make sure you go to that uh, to the uprising festival. I mean, he's on it. Um, uh, reason to find. <laughs> yeah. There's a uh, reason to finds on the show. Scars remain. Um, I mean, dude's loaded. Yeah. Loaded. Dude. Loaded. Loaded. Loaded with uh, with That's bands. Awesome. This is my favorite time of year, man. I know, All right? these festivals and everything going on. Oh, Falling Through April's on it, too. Shit, oh, dude. no shit. Yeah, we I, like, uh, I like them a lot. I have a show on, uh, <laughs> I have a show on Saturday. <laughs> I might see if I can get someone to cover so I can go check all this stuff yeah, out. Yeah, come hang out I got to make us. some rounds, man. I might, I, I'm going to get a driver so I don't have to park anywhere. Uh, <laughs> get a driver. Just, just take me around. <laughs> Let me get it on that. Let's go. You need you, to come up I'm sure any... you know someone. Uh, of course I do. Pride Limo. I'll call Pride Limo. They're amazing. Yeah, nice man. Take care of us. Lots of stuff um, this weekend. That's but, killer. Yeah, yeah, this weekend's gonna be great. I'm yep. looking forward to some barbecue. I think on Friday night I mm-hmm. might get off my um, adult job, my eight thirty to five thirty yeah. job. Wait, yeah. that sounded like not that kind of job. <laughs> my adult job. My job Just where I have health Jameson? insurance. <laughs> yeah. So, so the other. Where is your so adult wait, job? Hold on. <laughs> it's at an architect firm. Wah, wah. Is that what they call it? <laughs> <laughs> That's what it comes up on when you run your credit card. Uh. No. So the other day I called Brandon up, and I called Brandon up, and he's like, "Dude." What the fuck? And I'm like, what? And he's like, when you call me, it says Jenna Jameson. <laughs> and then it says, uh, what is it? Your mom goes to college. <laughs> and I'm like, what? He's like, it, it, didn't you used to be able to put like something like a, like a slogan or something? Into that's your, my slogan. My mom goes to, I mean, I know it's from I mean, Napoleon I Dynamite. There, like, you would have to have done it. Is that oh, what it says? Yeah. But that's, that it's, from, it's I mean? from Napoleon Dynamite. Okay, yeah. That. Are you, so that's been in there for, for, you know, a very long time. I've so had the same sure number since high school. Oh, you wow. haven't like at some point in time put Why something in. Why have had your phone? No, no, not on my phone. It, it, like, uh, there's people that have stuff that pops up on my on my uh, huh. contacts. Maybe on my uh, MySpace slogan page. One liner will be. Interesting. I, I think it was something like that. Maybe like on it was attached page? to it, and it was just saved over for years and years. Jenna Gribble, my yeah. mom goes to college. Your no, mom no, goes to your college. Your mom goes to college. <laughs> your mom goes. Yeah. No, that's from Napoleon Dynamite. And I mean, I, I used to have a T-shirt that said that, but that's a trip. Bro. I don't know, but that's 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 so funny that a that's how you have me in your phone. <laughs> 
I've met Jen. I've met her. Know. She's awesome. Yeah, we talked about that. I don't even know where that would have come from. Like, I don't know why. That's funny. I put that. That's how long we have been friends. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's what I'm like. What? People, so, I, so I accidentally sent when I took that screenshot. I sent it to my cousin. Okay. I thought you were saying your mom. No, I said my, my cousin's name is, is Jennifer. So I, I pulled you know J E N N up and I sent it to her. So she sends back a big huh with question mark. I was like, because now she's seeing a screenshot of Jim, Jenna Jameson. Your mom goes to college. <laughs> Who the hell is this? And, and I was like, hey, so sorry, cuz. And she's extremely religious. I was like, so, was you're so, like, please pray for this girl. I was like, sorry, cuz. That was for somebody else. Hail Mary. Hail Mary. Oh, shit. oh my God. Oh, it was a trip, man. All right. That wraps up this episode of QC Confessional on RadioCharlotte.com. Again, big thanks to Rod Smith, the very first Carolina Panther in franchise history. That yes, is thank awesome. Thank you, Rod, for yeah, squeezing man. us sure. in. We was, appreciate it. That was it. such a pleasure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank God, you for Rod has the best laugh, too, doesn't he? Does, he? Yeah. I love Rod. He's he the best. And, of course, once again, big thanks to Dixie Vodka for hooking us up. Yes, yes. thank you, Dixie. Yeah. Cheers, y'all. Drink yeah. Southern. And if you like the show, reach out to us. You can find us on Instagram, QC Confessional. Just search that on there, and you'll be able to find us pretty easily there. Also, the TAN line, 704-TAN line. It's a voicemail box. You're not going to call us directly and be live on the air or anything like that. So leave us a message. Let us know. We'll feature your uh, phone call there on the show. And if you have a business here around the Charlotte area and you want to be featured on the show as well, interested in sponsorship, you can reach out, Ren, R-E-N-N, at RadioCharlotte.com. We'll do this again next week for Brandon Henson and Jenna Gribble. I was never here. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Ren. You guys have a great night. Want exposure to a worldwide audience? You guys are great. You guys are great. Email us today for more information on advertising specials and a rate quote. Space is limited. RadioCharlotte.com.